river kingdoms are a constantly shifting group of city-states, kingdoms and fiefdoms, rising and falling through the machinations of would-be conquerors, wars, assassinations, games of politics, and dangerous monsters. South of Brevoy sits the Stolen Lands. Stolen from what and when are a matter of some debate. Currently overrun by bandits and monsters. Brevoy seeks to aid in the establishment of new kingdoms, buffer states, run by anyone strong enough and clever enough to carve a kingdom out of the savage wilderness. Caelan Thorne, the mercenary who would be king, believes he is that man. Herein lies his tale of wilderness exploration, monsters, politics, romantic entanglements, ancient gods, and war. Heavy indeed is the head that wears the crown. Sugarfueled Gamers, in association with RPGMP3.com, present Kingmaker, a Paizo Adventure Path. A word to our listeners. This game is often interrupted. Whenever this happens, you'll hear our editor's tone to let you know when a segment of recording has been removed until we resume gaming. Episode 82. When last we had left our secondary heroes? Yeah, when last we had left our um, allied NPCs, the secondary secondary heroes. heroes. Uh, Kaelin had gone off to do something about challenging the Trial Grounds of Gorham, and I'm sure it's very boring and we shouldn't bother to even play it out. Yeah. Um, Svetlana and Varn, on the other hand, had stayed home. Yeah, and there they had found terrible perils. Yep. Svetlana has been thrashing in her dreams. Uh, the Her guards have started fighting with each other and stabbing each other and hitting each other and things. So, <coughs> Van has ordered everyone out of the south wing, has sealed it, and then the room has caught fire. Svetlana has woken up, sat up, began to cough, and she's... <coughs> And coughed out this thick tar-like substance that's burst out of her lungs, out of her fingertips, and has flown flo- uh, and has flowed out from her hair as well, uh, sucking out all, all the colour out of her hair in the process. And then this tar-like shape sort of gathers in the middle of the room. The tar sort of leaks all around the outside, starting to seal the room. And then you see the figure of Goody Niska, and she turns around and ah, Van Thorn. I was hoping we'd be alone by now, but I can work with this, too. And then we come into everybody roll for initiative. Yes. Vaughn uses all his initiative wang and produces 60 billion. Uh, 15 was what was on the dice. Yeah, and he's got plus 7, yep. so... Um, That's... 22. 22. Yep. Uh, Svetlana, who also has improved initiative. Uh, so it's just Kalen. <laughs> Nets a mega. That's actually only a 17. Yep. Uh, and Goody Niska, shockingly enough, comes last. Yep. She's actually reasonably flexible as a tar monster, but um. But we are pretty ba- badass for initiative, so I'm assuming Svetlana is on the bed. Uh, no, in fact, we're uh, about yeah. to finish setting that up. Okay, my apologies. Um. So. This Niska Tar-like thing sort of stands. Van Thorn. Well, I can use this too. And 
As she pulls herself together, tar swirls all around the room. Van has been at the bed, bending over Svetlana, who's just sat bolt upright. Tar is beginning to swirl around the room and seal it up. Um, basically, you've got this wall of flame around the room, and then this wall of tar is starting to seal the flame in. And Tobias is lying here in the bed next to Svetlana, um, and she sort of rolls slightly to the side out of bed. Don't worry about what Van's doing yeah. at this point. She rolls out of sight into the bed. Uh, Niska begins to explode with this black tar, and tendrils of it thrash around the room, grab Van and fling him across the room. Yeah. Um, and grab at Svetlana. As Van is thrown across the room, uh, off his back flies his longbow. Yep. And can you take it off his character sheet? Because you no longer have it. Okay. Would you like a pen? Yep. Pencil thingy. Uh, yep. Svetlana, who has of course been put to bed, is unarmed and unarmored here. Yeah. Van, of course, is armed and armored because yep. he's explicitly here uh, protecting. Protecting her is one interpretation of what you could take. Protecting either her or the kingdom from her or a mixture of the two. Um, Van, of course, will do his duty, whichever one it turns out to be. She rolls over towards Tobias, and this tar where it's flowing off her is flowing up him. He has remained... He has stopped chanting, but he remains unconscious here. The tar is reaching out to sort of seal him and suck him into the wall... And Svetlana rolls out of bed frantically, ignoring Niska and ignoring Van for the moment, grabs at Tobias with one hand, and then looks over at Niska, sees the danger, and reaches out for the longbow with the other. She pulls at Tobias from the wall, and there's a <coughs> noise as the tower endeavors to hold him. And she closes her eyes and says, Better still help me. I must pay for my mistakes here, then so be it. I chose to do what I did with Niska freely. But save my son. Save my kingdom. Help me save my family. And as she says this, a sort of flowing green light comes out from her fingers, passes across the bias, and wherever it passes, that tar just flinches away from him like it's been burned and melted. And she grabs him and slings him with phenomenal, uncanny strength and accuracy at the door. Picks the unconscious, like, six-year-old up with one hand and throws him at the door, where, surrounded by glowing green light, he just bursts straight through the tar fire and bangs the doors wide open and goes, doop-doop-doop-doop-doop, and rolls down the hall, remaining unconscious. Then the tower and fire close over. The doors are technically open on the yeah. other side. Just a few small obstacles. So Tobias is moved out of the way. Awesome. And that is where we then cut in. As um, the tower flings everybody around. And now we find out where Van and Svetlana are. Yep. Uh, so the, the cutscene is setting that A, she's actually armed with something. Yep. And B, Tobias is out of the room and... Presumably out of danger insofar as you can make him here. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so if you would like to. Yep. Roll me 1d10 first. Uh, four. And roll me another one. 
five. And roll me a uh, This will be a balance check. Okay. Uh, that would be a 17. Okay, so this tar tendril grabs Van and slings him across the room, not endeavouring to actually put him anywhere, it's more the explosion of power from this guy just flips him around the room. He rolls, however, and lands on his feet with ease. You are not prone when this starts. Svetlana does the same. Uh, she, however, is prone. And pass me the d10. I don't need the d20 as well. Sorry. Svetlana is flung backwards into the wall of Tar. And that is where we will begin initiative. Yep. So, Vaughn, we're over to you. Alright. You Uh, have seen, you have seen this occur, the green light that is around Svetlana is bleeding off her. And, um, this... It, it is definitely the shape of a woman, what you were looking at there. Just an ordinary sized woman, but it's sort of pulsing in and out with Tar, like she's standing atop a, um, uh, almost like she's standing atop an anthill with these little Tar things crawling up and down and off her and across the room. Mm-hmm. Alright, so, um. And Van, with his well known knowledge skills. Yep. Has no goddamn idea what this thing is. I don't think he has any knowledges of any kind. Uh, certainly not on his character sheet. Yeah, if they're not, on, if they're not listed, I've only bothered to list his skills that he's got um, ranks skill ranks in. in. Yeah. Which, right. as a rogue fighter, I believe his grand class knowledges are local and maybe engineering, and he's taken neither of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Alright, so Van will size up his opponent in a thoughtful and it must be said, fairly calm manner. Mm-hmm. You know, the fact that the the room's caught fire, tar has happened in some kind of challenge of the gods has occurred and a tar monster has poured out of Svetlana's hair does not visually seem to have phased Van. Mm-hmm. He takes it in stride. He will um, salute Niska with the blade, watch her thoughtfully for a moment, and then the blade flashes out like lightning towards her and he attempts to stab. Yep. He is, however, bringing out his combat expertise at this time, as yep. he has no idea what kind of an opponent she is, so he is combat expertise in full. Okay, so it goes minus five hit, plus five AC. Yep. And his first attack is, um, so, is a, is a flat twelve. Okay, so Niska does actually move here, um, she doesn't move quite like a person, but she sort of <laughs> and swirls out of the way of this, and the blade passes past her without getting a substantive bite. Yep. Um, uh, sorry. Um, it's a um, it's a fourteen because it's a it's a bane weapon. If yes, she's chaotic, she is indeed chaotic. Yeah. Uh, it's not a bane weapon, however. Oh. It's an axiomatic blade. Oh, right, so it only it does need damage... To be, uh, the, the bane that gives you the plus two is based on creature type, which, right. you know, might be, say, an aberration or something here, but this, no. This is based on alignment. Yes, so. and thus it gives you uh, less bang but more targets. Right, sweet. 
Okay, so no problem, so it's the flat 12. Yep. And then he will take a second swing at her. Yep. And flatness. Yep. Yeah. She does not move anything remotely like a properly trained fighter or duelist. She just sort of flows around the blade and Vaan fights thoughtfully and cautiously. Yep. Uh, Svetlana uh, is the next one up. Um, Endeavours to stand up. She's not actually prone in the sense that she's on her back. She's prone in the sense that she's been thrown stuck into the wall. Yep. Endeavours to escape from this. Uh, which she will pull, but not manage to escape. Um, and yeah, as the fire surges around her, um, she cries out and flinches it seems to burn her, and then almost unconsciously lashes back against it, casts some sort of spell, and the fire stops burning her as she casts Resist Energy Fire on it. Sweet. Or on herself, rather. Sweet. Uh, unfortunately, that is all that she has got for yep. that round, because that's her move action in standard. Yeah, but it, 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 very sound use of her standard. Um, and Niska looks over at her, struggling like a fly in a spider's web on the wall, and gives this big smile. It's quite awful in a way, because there are no teeth in this thing, no mouth. The tar literally just splits from the front of her head to the back so you can see the gap of light through it. And this is really weird lighting in this room now, between the darkness and the fire licking up everywhere. It's like it's an incredibly well-illuminated room that's been surrounded by thick curtains. Mm -hmm. Um, And she looks over at Svetlana Ah, cracks her neck a bit. If I'm out of here, then I must have failed. I'm sure that idiot Kalen had something to do with it. But I've left him this charming little surprise at home. (laughs) And I have you to thank for it, my dear, she says to Svetlana. After all, it's you that's kept me alive in your heart. You that's kept me going, growing strong. All the discord and all the hate that lives inside you that you hide from everyone else. <laughs> How much you hate me. I can feel it. I fit on it. And it's kept me fat and strong. And she pats her hands on her belly, which bulges out in an unpleasant, pregnant fashion, and then bursts. And... She turns to Vaughn, but you too could make something of an interesting subject. I bet you have a lot of hate inside you as well, don't you? Shall we find out together? And as she is saying this, she lashes out with an arm which just becomes this tendril of tar and goes blah towards Vaughn's face. Yep. And she endeavors to hit you in the AC. Yep. Uh, which I imagine she is going to have good fucking luck doing this. Uh, this is a... Uh, which is this one? No, this is not a touch attack. This is a regular attack, and she is going for you with an 18, which is not going to be even close. No. And Vaughn literally just slashes the tendril away, yeah. and it goes onto the floor, and then her hand comes back out again. Yep. As he dodges this with contemptuous ease. Yep. And... Uh, Miska, Miska, Miska... 
Clara. Uh, she does not have any compelling interest in moving away and provoking at this time, so she will leave it at that. And it is Vaughn. Yeah, Vaughn has no earthly idea what that was, but he presumably doesn't want to be touched with the evil-looking black ooze. No, Vaughn, as opposed to being touched with the evil-looking black ooze. Um, on the other hand, um, he is going to um, reduce his combat expertise at this time and yep. drop it to a three as he, yep. as neither opponent has hit each other. He's also got fainting if he so chooses. He hasn't yes. faint. Yes, now he's... Um, Yes, I think, um, because that's a, he wouldn't get to full attack, but his second attack isn't that good anyway. Yeah, he would get his sneak attack, he's unsure if it would work, this, this looks like a woman, she has a heart and eyes and vitals and things, but she's also made of nothing but tar, so it's hard to say. He doesn't seem to have sneak attack written down here unless I'm missing oh, something. My apologies to her, which is left it off his character sheet. Well, maybe uh, I just haven't cost me his... Uh, 2d6 sneak attack. Okay. Just for a special ability. Ah, yes. My apologies. Yep, I figured I probably missed it. Okay, yep. Um, so, um, yes, he will, um, he will reduce his combat expertise by two. Yep. Keeping the three combat expertise and have a try at fainting her. Yep. Um, I am my, I am my own man and not, not a toy to be experimented on. And Svetlana has been her own woman for some time. That's what enrages you, isn't it? That people can get on by on their own perfectly well without you. The Master of Masters teaches us to re- take responsibility for our own actions, but that's something you struggle with, isn't it? Nice. I hadn't thought of Rory versus Garona, but they, they would um, have serious problems with each other. <laughs> yeah. Alright, so Okay, so I am making a blu- I am making a bluff check. Yep. And um as he says this, he um looks over at Svetlana um looking torn and worried. Should he attack or should he go over and save the girl? Yep. And as he move and you know is Nisky prepared to totally go underestimate the man and think he'd do something tactically unwise? Shall find out. <laughs> Niska rolled her anti-man roll of one, so I'm guessing she fails that. Well, I got a 15 and yeah, I have plus yeah, 9, that's so... That's fine. Yep. She's actually got unsurprisingly good sense motive, but... Yep. The base attack, on the other hand. Yep, so Niska, the Niska Bob is already moving to take it, to take the sneak attack when um, Vaughn turns yeah, back she, and... She lashes out her tendril over here yep. and smacks it where Vaughn isn't. And Vaughn stabs her temporarily in the back. Alright, um, so let's see if he hits. Um, so that's a minus three, and the... It's a minus three, but she is flat-footed. Yep. Okay, that was poor, but... Uh, 17. Yep, no trouble whatsoever. Uh, as the, as she is unable to dodge this blow because she is already moving in the wrong direction, 
Vaughn realizes that the tar parts pretty easily. Her flat-footed AC is quite poor because she has no natural armor or, or actual armor of any kind. Uh, it's all decks and flowing away from things. Okay, all right. Con- consequently, her touch AC is probably um, reasonable. Now, I wouldn't be at all surprised to find she's not sneak attackable, but I do need, uh, uh, if there's uh, any point rolling, he does sneak attack her if there's any point rolling it. Uh, yes, so what you find is as Van stabs for what vital area are you aiming for? Um, given the back, it's a he, he's aiming for roughly, the, approximately the kid, where the yep. kidney would be on a human woman. Okay, so when you stab out, there's definitely a solid form within this tar, and one that is more or less woman shaped. What you actually got here is the body of an older woman that's flowing and flexing in and out as this tar comes through. When Van strikes, he feels something solid, and Niska makes a shriek of pain like you've hit her in the kidney. Uh, what Van takes away is that sneak attacking will probably work, assuming that her kidneys don't move. Essentially, it's one of those ones where she's got a percentage chance of negating it. Right. At this particular point, I've rolled the percentage, Van has passed, he sneak attacks it. Cool, but he's got the conception that her kidneys may be in unexpected locations, yep. and thus he can't guarantee it. Yep. She has vitals, they're just not necessarily always in the same place. Cool. However, now that Van has hit her, he rolls his d8, he's 2d6 for her chaotic, and his 2d6 for her sneak attack. Yep. His 2d6 for sneak attack. Was not tremendous, but we will take it nonetheless. Uh, and deals her 19 points of damage. Nice. Considering he rolled fairly poorly on average on those dice, it's, um, on the other hand, he might not sneak attack her another time. And that is all of him. He exchanged his second attack yep. for the. Um, so, as the blade of House Thorn, the axiomatic lawful <laughs> blade, strikes into her, Niska shrieks like a woman and, ah! As you slash it, stab through her kidney. And she, ah! And then the hole sort of closes over. The tar's definitely staggered and slip, and if anything, slightly more slippery and oozing. It's falling away from her in bits. She has taken an injury from this. Excellent. Always heartening to know that you can hurt them when they're weird blob monsters. Yep. Svetlana calls out from the wall. Vaughn, watch out! Don't let her hurt you. I couldn't stand it if anyone else got hurt because of me. I... I... endeavors to pull herself away from the wall again. Ugh. And... <laughs> is sucked back into it again. Uh, the fire on the on the other side of the tower licks over her with, without harming her. It is yep. capable of piercing her resist energy. Yep, that's the, that's the If it was protection, it, it, she'd be eating away at every round. But with resist, she can hang out all there, there and all day. She sort of twists and pulls at the tower. It stretches out a little and then sucks her back into the flame again. She says, "No, I cannot leave him. Someone has to help him." Vaughn, we'll do whatever I can. I will do whatever I must. I... She looks down at the bow, uh, lifts it up, uh, has, you know, by narrative convenience, the quiver of arrows that the bow sits yes. that is literally tied to, has flung yeah. over as well. She reaches in, pulls an arrow out, and fires it into the Niska thing. Yep. Or endeavors to. Uh, and her shot goes wildly to the left as she's pulling it, that pulls her elbow back, gets stuck in the tower, and she sort of... Yeah. And her arcs 
harmlessly several metres past Van and sticks into a bedpost. Yep. And Van will um, call out to her uh, that I... If I am in peril, that I am in peril is not your responsibility. A, a, it is this creature who has attacked me, and is her that is responsible for the actions that she he commits. That's protect yourself, my lady. Your loss would be a great one to the kingdom. As Van endeavours to express <laughs> express support while not actually conveying any actual emotion. And Niska's face twists as she glares at you. How sweet. I saw in your eyes that you wanted to go to her then, didn't you, Van? Van Thorn. Failure of Van Hall. I wonder, if I let you over there, would you help her? Or would you simply admire her deeper and lead her to her death? Just like you have everyone else you have ever tried to save or lead. And she strikes out at you again. Uh, that one is a... 23 to hit. Which will miss. Van parries this away again. Uh, as he does so, he can feel this sort of malevolence coming off the tentacle. Um, when it passes by him, it is as if... He, what she's talking about are obviously some of Van's failures and his bad memories and that sort of thing. And the sort of grief and despair and emotions swell up briefly. But it's mostly the hate. In Van's case, the self- sense of self-hatred, the sense of failure that passes by him. Uh, can he make me a will save here? Difficulty of 10, which I imagine will probably pass relatively easily. Yep. Okay, and for a moment... Feels pain in his head as this passes by. Then he shakes it off with ease. Sweet. Uh, again, this kid does not feel strongly incentivized to move here, but she will. Five foot squelch. Yep. Uh, and that is her. Okay. All right. Which brings it back round to Van. Yep. He disapproves of this tactical outcome. Um, and he is in a position to do something about it. Um, so what's his movement speed? It's the standard 30? 40. Sweet. He's got boots of striding and springing on that light armor. Good stuff. Uh, Van wishes to go to here. Sure. If his tumble check is sufficiently ridiculous that he doesn't need to roll, then... Uh, no, he does need to roll. He could fail on a three. Yep. With three or less. He does not, however, yep. get three or less. And Van, um... Flips, flips nimbly and gracefully round and bars the endeavours to bar the Niska creature from keeping coming towards Svetlana. Mm-hmm. Um, he will continue to combat expertise at minus three and, um, uh, will have another crack at fainting her. As, as he does so, he says, um, <clears throat> um, your um, criticism of my life's choices would be more relevant if your life had not been such an utter disaster. And I see it's about to get worse. It's good to see you, brother. Your appearance is timely. And he flicks his eyes to the open door. <laughs> and think she's going to blink at that one. Let's see. Uh, 26. Bug it. 
<laughs> uh, she does, in fact, her eyes flicker just for a second to the doorway. Yeah. Which is now like the sealed black tar. Yeah. On the one hand, she should kind of know that there's no way you can't, you could see Kaylin through it even yeah. she was there. On the other hand, for that half an instant. Yeah. And, um, as she, as she glances away just for a second, again, like lightning, Vaughn's swords flicks out towards her jugular. Yeah. And, um, he endeavours to hit her. Combat expertising the same? Combat expertising at th- plus three, yeah. And he crit threats her. Yes, she is uh, theoretically critable. Alright, so... Same thing as a sneak attack. Yep. Uh, yes, you can crit her. Then let's see if I do. Uh, that is a... Um, uh, 21 to Yeah. Uh, you do not, however, sneak attack her. As you slash at her jugular, the sword cuts through it and slashes massively into her jugular and takes a big chunk of tar out. But she doesn't cough, spurt tar, or bleed as if her throat was actually there. Okay. So, um... She avoids the sneak attack, doesn't yeah. the crit. And the, um... The chaotic damage is not sneak attackable, is it? So I just roll the regular damage and times two it and then yeah, add the correct. chaotic damage? Correct. Extra dice do not get doubled on crits. Alright, so that is going to be very meager for a crit. But we'll add up the, oh, the chaotic damage came out nicely. So that is... 19. Another 19. Nice. Uh, the other thing is, um, on her turn, some of the tar seems to flow back into her. She's got fast healing of some kind. Not, right. Not a lot, but yep. it's there. Yep. Alright. And then there's Svetlana again. Uh, she endeavors once again to pull herself off the wall. I don't think she has anything better she can do with this. Rolling anything over the three she's been rolling would actually... Ah, right. That will definitely do it. Uh, yep. And so at this point, she looks up and she says, I could not have known, says talking almost to Van, I could not have known what Niska would do. I could not, sorry, I could not have known what Zata would do. But that does not make what she has done not my responsibility. My kingdom needs me. Needs me for more than just to protect me. I must help protect it, as others have helped protect me. That I have saved my son. No matter what happens here, Galen will return and Aristotle will save this kingdom. But perhaps this time, I will save it for him. And she puts her hand on the bow, and that green light begins to glow through it again. And Van, you hear something, this... Loud footfalls of something that sounds like a horse, or possibly more of a stag, echoing through the room, just running from one side to the other. And Svetlana's eyes open, glowing with a green light, that then fades away to white as her hair flickers in the dim light, and is now just completely and utterly stark white, all the blonde leached out of it by Niska. She picks up the bow. I hear you, dead eye. But if I do not answer the call, who will? <laughs> Pulls herself off the wall. 
five foot step out of the tar firing mark. Yep. And then fires at Niska. Uh, this time, her arrow looks more guided, and like she has some idea of what she is doing with the longbow in her hand, and it goes fling past Varn, easily striking past him and into Niska, and as it does so, the arrow goes and bursts into a shower of thorns that stick into her as she as she fires her now holy longbow at Niska. Sweet. Hits her. And I'm sure you'll be shocked to learn that, that Maldrazata Niska is an evilly aligned creature. Yeah. That is 13 points of damage. Very nice. Svetlana smiting evils Niska. Uh, no, actually. Uh, she merely shoots her with the holy longbow. Oh, sweet. Oh, that's excellent. And it is... Niskablob. She now has two people within the range of this. So. And she seems to veer back away from this combined force of light and swords arrayed against her. You think the two of you are so strong together, but the both of you are alone. She looks at Varn. She will never care for you, not seeing the failures of your dead wife writ on your face. And then looks past him at Svetlana. And you, you do not deserve him or anyone. After all, you practically killed your last husband. I see you still carry his ring. Does it ease your grief? I'm sure it doesn't. Not in the cold, lonely, dead nights. Why not simply let the hate in? After all, look how strong it's made me! And this massive tendrils bursts out from her, and a massive burst around her, and both of you can make me a reflex save. <laughs> Svetlana is gone. She ducks away and leaps over this at okay. 24. Vaughn got a 20, and um, this seems an appropriate time to mention his evasion. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he does not succeed on this. Oh, wow, that's vicious. Yeah. With a 20? Yep. Oh. It's a DC 21. Oh. He endeavours to leap over the tendrils and gets away from several of them. Some of them catch him. They lash very lightly at him. It's just like stinging jellyfish tendrils on his skin. But then, uh, as these tendrils touch you, Van, you can see the faces of the people you have failed. Master Pedrod. You can see your wife, your former wife, Jumandi Roll. And most importantly, what you can see is Vordekai. Somebody you'd never actually seen face-to-face, an enemy you'd never stood toe-to-toe with, but one who defeated you, crushed your kingdom, and stole everything from you. And the surges of hate against you go th- against him go through you. You hate this thing, and you want it to die for its failings. And can you now make me a will save? Alas, that was not a great roll. Vaughn gets a nine on the will save. Okay, and this... 
staggers Van as he sort of clutches at his head and holds it for a moment. And you are now taking psychic damage from this attack. Okay. It's it's not literally manifesting itself as physical wounds, but it is tiring and fatiguing him. Yep. You can, if you so desire, just note them on his character sheet. It's not like you're going to be using. Oh them yes, very true. true. Uh, however, it's comparatively pitiful psychic damage. At that is seven. Yep. So, should I track this as regular hit yes, point damage? Yes, absolutely. It is hit point damage. Yeah, it's um, just to the mind. Yes, and yep. thus it will pass like um, things like your resist fires and that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, as this happens, uh, Svetlana dodges away from most of these tendrils. Uh, they still actually touch her as well, even though she makes the save. She merely gets her will save. A preposterous bonus, so we'll soak the rest of that. No problem. Um, the tendrils touch her and she staggers and blinks for a moment away. Uh, and Niska looks, it must be said, a little better. Ah, yep. She's feeding on your hatred. Yep. Uh, moreover, the walls of the room swell and breathe, and little tendrils of tar begin to flicker out from them. Right. <laughs> Yeah. But... Alright. Back to you, Van. Ah. Svetlana, move away from the walls. And Van will take a five foot step. Um, just sort of edging away a bit. Yeah. Um, endeavouring to sort of compromise between dividing the targets a bit more while not actually leaving Niska free to move on the um, ranged opponent. Yep. Yeah. And, um, will, I think, um, drop the combat expertise and take a flat full attack against Niska. What means? Just as a change of pace. Uh, that is a 26 to hit. Uh, yes. Um, that's against a regular AC, but you still hit it. For 12 points of damage. Yep. And then uh, a 18 to hit. Uh, that one will miss. Yep. She jinks out of the way again. Yep. I don't want him... I, I'm not necessarily going to do the flat-footed every round, but it does seem to be the best tactic. That's because she's a dex-based um, yeah, yeah. creature. Uh, so that was fun. Uh... Svetlana sees that Van is in danger from this. Uh, I cannot allow you. I cannot allow you to be hurt. Your people, your kingdom. I. We all need you, Van. Keep yourself safe. She move, and now she's going to provoke all of the show anyway. She might as well um, come out to here. Uh, Niska lashes out at her with a tendril. Uh, hits her, um, and let's stop her. No, no, it won't. It will happen. It will continue on. Uh, so I will do what she's doing first. Yep. Uh, she makes a concentration check with ease, uh, puts a hand on Van, and she says, Edistel, give this man your grace. 
protect him from this evil. And Vaughn feels a flow of protection go through him as she casts protection from evil on you. Oh, sweet! Uh, you gain a plus two resistance bonus to all your saves. I don't actually think you're wearing a cloak of anything, so... Uh, let me just check. Uh, no, it doesn't look like okay. it. So add plus two to all your saves. Obviously, Nesca yep. is obviously an evil creature, so that's the only thing you need to worry about. Yeah. Uh, and plus two deflection to your AC. Ooh, nice. Uh, he's got... Doesn't look like he's got any deflection. No, he's not He's not equipped as a PC, so he's not wearing 100,000 gold worth of magical doodles. Yeah, I mean, I mean see, he, he's definitely spent some money on his gear, but... Yep. All right. Uh, as she is doing this, however, the tendril from Niska lashes out, uh, hits her, uh, grapples her successfully with ease... And what you see is the tar tendril hits her, wraps around her head, start, pulls her up off the ground and starts almost choking her. It's over her mouth. And Svetlana coughs, vomits, and then the tendril falls off Niska and seems to splurk and disappear as Svetlana falls slightly. And you realize a lot of it has actually literally gone down her throat. Ew. And then she makes a will save. Ooh, and tanks that one. Oh, dear. Uh, yep, yep, that is going to be nowhere near enough. Um, and you hear Niska begin to laugh as Svetlana clutches at her throat, and her eyes begin to just fill with this sort of murky, dim blackness, and Niska says, yes, (laughs) I can feel it inside you, and dear, how much you hate the people of this community for failing you, for not seeing what I was. How much you hate them for not giving you a better friend than you deserved. How much you hate them for the way they look at you now, for what they think you are. Let it all out. Garona can bring you what you need. Peace. Peace away from the pain once you let go and see that it's all their fault. Let it go and let me in. And Svetlana takes some more psychic damage. Mm-hmm. I need some more decent. That looks like quite a lot of dice. It does, doesn't it? They all... Goody Niska has, has picked up our Mario's curse and rolls exceeding it. Nine. Uh, that is 15 points of psychic damage to Svetlana. Oof. And she doesn't, it must be said, look overly troubled by this. She coughs, splutters, and then <gasps> hoiks the tar back out, and the blackness in her eyes disappears. And that was Svetlana, so now it's Niska again. Uh, Niska looks now. Why don't you just let me in? This will be so much easier once there's enough of me inside you. I intend to walk out of here. Can you imagine the damage? She says and smirks at Varnus that this beautiful young woman could do running amok in the community. Everyone who trusts sweet Svetlana betrayed. Kalen coming back to find the roots of his kingdom broken and shaky. A terrible, terrible thing. I'll enjoy being young and beautiful again. What little advantage it buys you in the eyes of filthy, disgusting men like you. And she lashes at Svetlana, and Vaughn can make a sense motive check with his base attack bonus as she faints him. 
because she can be a cheaty bitch too. Oh, can she want? Uh, I think no is the answer to that one, unless Vlad's sense motive is extraordinary. Uh, so, um, that's, um, 26 plus, where's his base attack bonus? Uh, here it is. Uh, 34. Hells, bells. Just rolled an 18. Okay, yep. I do this, I I do, I am a professional warrior and I do this sort of thing all day. So she says this and then perhaps it would hurt more. If the betrayal came from his brother and the tendril lashes out towards Van's face, which he is totally expecting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, she will think this is going to miss. Uh, that is a 19 versus your touch AC, which is adds the deflection bonus and adds any um, dodgy combat expertise things you're using. Okay, so um, at present I don't have combat expertise up because yep. I dropped it for that. Um, my touch AC is 16, and with the plus 2 reflex save, that is regrettably an 18. Okay, so she will catch you with that. Yeah, I shouldn't have dropped the combat okay. expertise. Can you make me a grapple check? Uh, 15. Yes, you have to use grapple for this. You can't um, escape. Yeah, I'm just looking for... Uh, here it is. Uh, that is um, a 26. Okay, so... This splatters over you easily. She appears to get a really good grip once she gets the the touch flowing. Yeah. And the stuff surges down Vaughn's throat as well. And Vaughn, you are somewhere far away from your body. You are choking on this. You are watching all the bad things that have happened to you. And a lot of this starts petty. This is the rival you had when you went for your Eldorari sword lord training. The boy who was two years your senior and was stronger than you, faster than you. You needed to, you needed to train to beat him and train exhaustively, but there was a time when he was simply better than you through no real fault of your own. He was just born stronger, faster, and born older. And, you know, you hated it. To some extent, in the way that children do. He was an older bully, and you hated him in a way that you wanted to see him get beaten or humbled or humiliated, but you never hated him like this. Here you just want to stab him, but no, no, that would be too easy, too quick and simple. You want to stab his family, let him see them suffer. No, no, you want to engineer it so his family hate him. So he kills them and has to think he's defending himself against them, only to crumble when he confronts the truth later. That's what he needs. That's the sort of hatred he deserves, the sort of fate he deserves. And can you now make me a will save? Uh, it's a good time to roll well and have a special foot slip mana bonus. Uh-uh. Twenty-three. Okay, so you halve the damage. So roll half the dice. So that is eight points of psychic damage. That she rolls a bit better than she did against Svetlana. Yep. And Niska seems to heal up slightly again. Yep. Uh, and then it is round to you. Uh, the tendril wraps around your face, shove this stuff, this tar, down your gullet, and then you spit it back out and the tendril just goes, and collapses away. You are not yep. grappled in any way. Sweet. So Svetlana is... Uh, no, she um, she had the same thing. Okay, sweet. So. Uh, the, it's literally it grapples you, immediately does its psychic attack on you, and just falls apart. It literally the bit that's grabbing you goes down your throat. And yeah, you spit it back out again. 
All right. Or lose all your hit points to psychic hate damage, which would probably be bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Alright. Like Van doesn't know what's going to happen per se, but Niska's literally just said that she's going to possess your body, walk out of here, and go wreck Stagthorn. Yeah. So, so that is problematic. This Discord is nasty stuff. There is, is however I've tried to repress it, there is darkness in me, but these thoughts are not mine. This will is not mine. And I will fight on. And whatever dark power you may possess, you've never really learned how to fight, have you? And you and your brother both so concerned with the manly arts of martial combat. A real battle is fought in the mind. All battles begin in the mind, but then they progress down through trained reflexes. The sort of talent that takes years to acquire, but it's very difficult to do if you don't take responsibility for your own actions. If you don't train, focus, Concentrate. Look where you're going. And, um, Van has very subtly been edging the fight round, and then, um, he will, and he will make her faint to strike at her feet where she's not looking. Van's pretty balls awesome. (laughs) Alright, and that is a very large number to the the faint check, um, so that is She's rolled relatively well, so... Yeah, let's add it up. I'm not necessarily saying I'm 26. You will fail that one. All right. And he will just flat out stab her then. Um, and um, he is combat expertising back to the three. Yep. No, actually, he has got the he has got a bonus to AC now. He will combat expertise for two. Yep. Adding a bit to his um, AC, but um, also keeping a bit for his actual attack. Um... That is a, so two, so, that's a 25 on her regular AC, of course. Uh, that will hit her regular AC. Excellent. She does dodge and swing to the side. I have, of course. Uh, in fact, as you, as you say this to her, she's, and, you know, keep your eye on where you are, and you sort of slash out at her, and she dodges away, having seen your ploy coming, You think I can't read a man like you? I know exactly what a man like you wants. I know what every man wants. I know everything you... I know every thought you have before you even think it. I... (laughs) Too busy monologuing. Yep, absolutely. Okay, and I'm really glad he's got an action mode played, and that's a um, 14 points of... uh, No, sorry, 18 points of... um, Good old fashioned yeah. stabby damage. Unfortunately, what he needs to get his damage up is more duelist levels, but you know, <laughs> so, there's only so many levels he's allowed to have. In yeah, the PC. yeah. But yeah, this is, this is definitely a nasty fight, and I'm not um, totally saying we're all the way it's going. But if we keep, um, if at least one of us tags her moderately badly each round, we've got to be getting your hit points down. Well, you're both fine, aren't you? I'm on um, 46 out of 59. Yep. Yeah, so. Relatively fine. Well, Vaughn's not happy about it, that's why he's starting to play the long game. Yeah. 
the thing to do is is think calm, think tactic, tactically. Alright, and Svetlana, I can see that you are doing this reasonably well. Uh... No, he will nod to her. Thank you for the assistance. So, when we must fight smart if we're going to defeat this thing. I have spent a lot of long hours in the nights talking to you about your losses, about mine. We have talked, we have learned something of who and what we are, what we have failed, and how it has made us feel. We have learned something from it, in a way that Zata never has. And that means that together we are stronger than her. I could not do this alone. But I am not alone, and neither should you be. Let us still guide this man's blade. And she puts a hand on your sword. Uh, makes a concentration check with ease. Uh, and you feel, Van, your sword become lighter, quicker, easier to wield. Uh, it goes up to a plus three blade. Wow. So that's two to your damage and two to your um, hit, I believe, because it's a plus one axiomatic sword, isn't it? It is. It's now a plus three axiomatic sword. So Sweet. plus two to hit, plus two to damage. Sweet. And then Lana will sort of look at her complete lack of melee weapons. And I must get I must get away from her. It is what Kaelin would do in this circumstance. Move to a distance and use the bow. Uh, she moves off, has no tumbly crap, has no way of preventing goodiness getting hit in her. Uh, has no AC, of course. I yeah, yeah. Um, On the other hand, if she stands here, she'll get hit every round. Yeah, that's why also the grapple checks don't stop her from yep. moving, because she gets hit, goes splurk, glurk. Uh, so again, I'll move her while I'm still thinking about it, and then um, grapple her. Goodness get hits her, the tendril. Grapples her with ease, as it's probably always inevitably going to do. And you hear Niska shouting at her, struggling with her. Let me in, child. That was your only friend, the only thing you ever had, because you know deep inside that you're not good enough to have better friends. That's why you hate yourself, isn't it? That's why you practically sold yourself into slavery. A male or a bride. You knew. You were lucky your fate wasn't worse. Then perhaps some part of you knew that's what you deserved. Unwanted orphan. Child of Arisen. And Svetlana <coughs> coughs this stuff out. It's bought me all egg. He may have deserved better than me. And I may have been lucky to get him. But I deserve a good life. <coughs> it would not serve anyone, least of all Stagbond, for me to die alone in the snow when I was abandoned as a child. <coughs> and your lies will not make it a more palatable fate. Uh, we'll save for half damage. Sweet. And takes another seven points of psychic. Back to Niska. Yep. Yeah, the provoking every so Lana provoking every round and then Niska attacking is a bit, of, a bit yeah. problematic. On the other hand, if she wants to go that way, she has to provoke from Van now. Uh, which she is unwilling to do because Niska is unwilling to put herself to any personal risk of any kind. <laughs> if she can, like if it was that or clearly die, it would yeah. be a different story. 
but she's not prepared to risk herself yeah. because she's the most important thing in the given room. Yeah. So she turns to Van. Doesn't it burn you up inside that your brother is king in your place? You were supposed to be the elder, but then he came along and stole it all. Your kingdom, your status, the people that you care about in her eyes flick back to Svetlana. Doesn't it bother you that all this could be yours? And one arm sweeps out to, to gesture to the grand room, and in, in an effort to get Van to unconsciously track it, sets mode up again. Yep. Faint fight. Okay, so, um, the, yeah, I'm, I'm rolling it. Sense mode attack, which I think you will probably trivially do this one. Oh, yeah, I just rolled a 17. Yeah, so. actually just rolled a 4. Yeah. So, Van, you know, tracks the arm with, with his eyes yeah. while keeping the sword up here, expecting yeah. the blow, then snaps back to it. She spins out at you, and that is going to completely flatten this, I would think. Uh, this is not even your touch, AC, so no. Yeah. <laughs> no chance of hitting you whatsoever. The tendril lashes out, and Van cuts it down again with ease. And she breathes in deeply, heals more, and it must be said that more tar is now flowing up her, like her fast healing is improving yes. as this is going on. Um, the bits, and particularly uh, you'll actually see the bits that you and Svetlana have hacked out flow directly back into her and seem to fill her tar form again, make her stronger. And she says, ah, I can feel your hate. It's Filling. Back to you. She's still definitely exhibiting several large wounds. Yeah. No. Kalen has earned what he had, has by working. I suffered many misfortunes not of my making. It does grieve me deeply that my kingdom was not more successful. But my people lived. I am still alive. I have much to be thankful for. And there is always a chance to concentrate, focus, and do better. And he continues the combat expertise yep. and fates her this time not with a ploy. But just with, with simple flashing swordsmanship, pure yep. fighting skill. Her martial training abandons her entirely. That yep. was, I've got the idea that you have relatively equal skill levels at this point. So when I see you rolling high and I'm rolling poor, yep. I'm not going to bother adding up the numbers. And um, Vaughn will endeavour to sneak attack her. Yep. Uh, so that is. I would say quite certainly going to hit on a 27. Yep, easily. You will pass her sneak attack. Yep. And then do I, in fact, do I, do yes. I, you, I actually sneak attack her this yes, time? Yes. Yep, thank you. That's what I said when you, when no, you right, passed yeah, it, you would have beaten the percentile chance of missing. Yeah, that's that it was obvious in hindsight. But I'm once again more poorly on the damage, but is quite a lot of dice. Svetlana's help. Um, that is another 18 points of damage. Nice. Uh, 
three. Yep. She is looking um, battered. And that, uh, and at this point, Van gets a spot check. I think we'll probably do this. Or I would also buy your knowledge arcana. Yeah, no, Van will go with spot. Uh, 27. Okay. I like this. This is Van's dice. So, likes him and rolls well for him. Van is always keeping an eye on the battlefield. You have seen that the tendrils of tar are growing out. Uh, from the walls as this is going on and Niska feeds and that sort of thing. Uh, you now get a, a decent understanding of what's happening. Basically, all of these wall squares have this tar stuff on them. All the squares adjacent to it are threatened, so I'll actually draw in a second line if you like. Yep, sounds great, because that would be helpful for... As these tendrils are sticking out as if they will grab whatever is there and pop it in or bash it or psychic damage or whatever... But the other thing that Van sees is that the tar keeps trying to get out of the room. It is trying to ooze through the hole in the door. It is trying to slip through the cracks in the walls. But the fire that Van's been keeping an eye on because the room is on fire actually hasn't set the walls overly ablaze. It's licking up the walls and burning them, but it's not spreading back into the castle proper. And moreover, it's stopping the tar from spreading into the castle proper. So it's actually helping you in a way here. This is of course Svetlana's fire. Ah she, yes. Because it burst out of her. Yes. Then the tar came out of Niska. But it doesn't yeah, it doesn't look like the tar the fire is trying to burn the room down or burning hot or anything like that. It almost looks uh, unconsciously controlled. It is keeping Niska in this room. Sweet. And it is Svetlana. Uh, Watch out for the tendrils. They're within your... They're um, near enough to reach you. I have watched you when you move. You know something that Niska will never know. The Zambati step. And she will flick her hands up, and Van, of course, knows exactly what a Zambati step is. It's one of the more rudimentary moves in Eldori sword dueling. She's telling you, look out, jump backwards, etc., etc. Yeah. And then she brings her hands up, and out shriek a bunch of bursts of fire from it. Uh, she will not actually drop a fireball where Van is, so he doesn't have to make a reflex save. Yeah. She drops it just shy of him, and the little step he's doing back moves him out of the radius. She drops it on Niska and herself. Yep. And flame bursts out from her hand. This time, she flicks her hands together. This almost burst of fire that looks to you... More than any, more than anything else, like a vaguely a vague figure of a man charging forward with some sort of huge whip sword or axe or something raised, which it then strikes at the ground and goes boom, <laughs> and fire spreads out everywhere. And she and Miska both make a reflex save. This um, this man does he look vaguely familiar? Uh, it could definitely be Kalen. Yeah. It's, like, it doesn't have a lot of features. It's yep. clearly not a half-orc, but yep. it's some sort of heavily armoured guy in, with heavy yep. weaponry strapped all over him. <laughs> so that that's definitely a very valid conclusion. Yeah. Uh, she will save against her own fireball. Oh, good girl. Uh, Niska will also save against her fireball. Well, that's more annoying. So both will take the same damage, which is nice and convenient. Ha. 
Sucks to be you, Miska. There comes the good damage. Ooh. Wow. That is 25 points of fire damage. Well, that's good news for um, uh, the team injuring Niska. Niska screams as this fire burns up all around her and sears some of the tower away. Fire bursts all over Svetlana and she <coughs> shakes it off. Ah, okay. Like, she's got resist fire. Oh, I completely forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, you don't fireball yourself unless you're pretty sure you can make the yeah. reflex save or you've got resist fire on. Yeah. So she doesn't... It, if she's got resist fire 20, does she take 5 points of fire damage? Or? She certainly would if she had resist fire 20. Ah, fair enough. Resist fire 30, on the other uh, hand, is less just, than 25. If she yep. failed the reflex save... She'd, she'd be, been in some trouble, yeah. yeah. But it was a clever plan. Yep. <laughs> nice. And fire licks out all over Niska. And Niska screams in pain at this. Yep. And then it is her. Yeah. Oh, and... stabs her, Sutlana sets her on fire. She can still not move into a position where she can do this. So, is however getting her ass whooped by both of you, really, so... Hmm. Is it time to take a small personal risk? Well... I'm not could, necessarily saying she should. She could provoke from Van go over and beat Svetlana up. Yeah. But I'm not sure that actually helps her, because Vaughn's doing as much damage yeah, to I mean, Svetlana I is. think Svetlana's probably slightly more dangerous, but if she does that, Vaughn's just going to come over behind her and stab the bejesus out of her. It's not necessarily... I mean, on the other hand, she... You know, Svetlana may have more than one of those. Yeah. She looks to the door, a tendril lashes out towards the doorway, and she says, you've made, a, you've made one terrible mistake... Left your son as a weapon. Left your son as a weapon and a shield to be used. As I've always used him. Tendril lashes out towards the door, goes into the fire on the door and just burns away cleanly without remotely going anywhere down the hall or anywhere near Tobias. Um, and Svetlana shakes her head. He is beyond your reach now. He may be, but there are others you care about who aren't. And she will turn on Van and Oh, this is not working well for her next attack, I think. And she turns to Van and she says, You think you're so strong and so proud, Eldori warrior, as if a sword has ever solved the world's problems. Let me show you the sort of problems I have experienced. And she glares at you. And Vaughn needs to make a will save, as basically he is just battered with this string of images wherein he's weak, helpless, has no strength, no martial training, is able to stand up for himself, is getting smacked around by a large, drunken man. Um, this is a big string of flashes, one after the other, in which he's getting tossed around a bar, it's a string of flashes from the lives of various abused, discordant women. It must be said that, honestly, none of them are having anything that terribly horrible happen to them. They're being beaten or, um, you know, sexually harassed or that sort of thing. They're not being filleted or raped or anything <laughs> of the sort. But the hate that is surging out from them is much stronger in excess of the damage that has been done to them. Uh, and Vaughn needs to make will save versus this. I really appreciate that protection from evil. Alright, um... 
18 plus 7 is 25. And technically speaking, yeah, she makes a concentration check to avoid getting stabbed at this. Okay, so this surges out all over Varn, and he is swept away in this course of, you know, 50, 100 different lives, all of them with their own small elements of pain and hate in them, all threatening to overwhelm him. He saves for half damage again. This side, uh, this is the D8s one. Uh, four nine points of psychic damage. Yep. Stupid save for half. Right, so Thirty-seven. Yep. Uh, and you feel a brief wave of fear come over you as well from the uh, abuse these women have found themselves in, and feel a need to flee away from where the source is coming from out of her. But Vaughn plants his feet and stands his ground as he shakes off the fear associated with this effect. And that is Niska. Those are those are sad memories. But you could, if you chose, show me the um, how much what, what the the greater suffering these women endured when they came to you and you brought such harm into their lives, as you did to Svetlana when you murdered her husband and harmed her son. Gairona does not bring peace. Gairona brings pain and suffering. It is a false refuge for the desperate. It makes no logical sense. <laughs> and Van will once again, uh, this time he endeavours to enrage her, sort yep. of lead her forward, and he makes a faint. She heals up a little bit. And that time he faints poorly. His tactics are getting too predictable, I think. Um, that is a uh, mega 12. Yeah, she is not prepared to back down from a man telling her yeah. how sad um, that she's doing it wrong. Yeah. And Ron will merely attack her, for it has to be said, the saddest damage ever. The thanks to Svetlana, even the sad damage still does something, and it's 11 points. This is Whiffy Nesker here. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm going to change out some of these dice to get a better dice. She gets slashed by this, sort of staggers back and oozes, like, oozes more tar slightly, and then looks over at Svetlana. Do you see this? How cold and cruel and logical this man is to reduce suffering of women like you and I to equations and greater thans to look to press his argument upon us. Don't you want to hate people like him who have forced you into the life like this? Your father was probably a man like this. And Svetlana sort of shakes her head. I have no idea who my father was or why he left me. He may have hated me. He may have had very good reasons. Either way, I have grown beyond it. I think I have grown beyond you, Zata. Your lies ring hollower and hollower every time I see you. Van is right. And she looks down at the bar for a moment. She thinks about this. But you were right as well. And you always were. That's why I was easy to steer. Because there are many people I have hated. Many times I have railed against the life that fate dealt me. If it is my hate that has caused you to grow inside me, it deeply disturbs me that you have been here all this time. 
If it is my hate that has made you this strong, let you out here to threaten my kingdom and my family again, then I am responsible for it. And I cannot allow my hate to consume Stagthorn, and I cannot allow it to consume me. I wish I had been able to save you, Zatha. Do you believe that? More than anything here, for ev even after everything you have done, I wish that you had been a friend. I wish that we had been the sort of friends I thought we were. I wished that I had been able to save you. Even now, it's not too late. Let it go. I will not listen to your words. No. I never imagined that you would. That is the difference between us. At some point, we both made our choices, and here we stand. I will let my hate go, and you... You will choose to let yours consume you. I'm sorry, Zata. Reaches back, pulls out the arrow, and this time it glows with a golden green light as it turns the point sharp and thorn-like. Smite evil. Sweet. That was excellent. Oh, that's... Um, okay, she doesn't have a hero point to confirm the crit threat. Yep. Uh, yes, you really notice the lack of them fighting with NPCs. However, that uh, is going to do it by virtue of point-blank shot. Sweet. Plus one to hit to go with her smite evil. Uh, so that is going to be 17 different kinds of ugly. Uh, holy damage does not get tripled. <laughs> of course it's longbow, it's longbow damage. Oh god. The smite evil doesn't get tripled. Yes, either. yes it does. It it's does? a static bonus. Oh she sweet. She gets her charisma hit and her paladin levels to damage. Ooh. Uh, and of course she's taken a feat to stack her new paladin levels with her sorcerer levels. <laughs> yep. Uh, so that is seven on the holy damage, seven on the dice. Uh, so that is nine, seven, nineteen. Uh, I'm briefly for this one. Uh, so that is nineteen triples mm-hmm. plus seven is sixty-four points. Holy oh, shit! That's more than Vaughn's done in the fight. That's more than she's done in the fight. It, it actually really isn't. <laughs> uh, yeah, and that will blow straight past. Um, so, she says, you let your hate consume you. I'm sorry, Zata. I really am. But your judgment is in the hand of higher powers than me now. And the arrow rips clean through the heart of this tar thing, pierces it, Varn nimbly steps out of the way, as the arrow rips through, hits the wall, is consumed entirely by the fire, and the fire surges up, just melting this tar and ooze away. And the black tar melts down around the room, the Niska thing turns to Van and turns to Svetlana doubling horribly and facing out in both directions simultaneously and you hear the whisper inside your head Van. she says something else to Svetlana you hear she'll never love you you know never ever ever 
what you carry around is with you inside forever, twisting you up. You have to let it and melts all over the floor. (laughs) And in moments, this room remains ablaze. The fire surges out all over it, consumes all the tar. Van, I imagine, probably leaps up on the bed as fire surges past his feet, but there's no heat to it. It doesn't burn. And when all the tar is gone from this room, it goes as a breeze blows through and extinguishes, leaving no burn marks anywhere on the walls. There is no sign that anything has ever happened in this room beyond some discommodated furniture. <laughs> and neither of you guys bear any scars on you whatsoever. It's all psychic damage. <laughs> and Niska... is dead! <laughs> for the third time! But Kaylin has turned her over to Titania, so we will see if this one sticks. Yeah. And the light around Svetlana fades as she lets the longbow fall in her hand. Vaughn will salute her with the bl- with his sword and then she that Praise the gods. You did that very well. I'm very impressed. I can't feel her anymore. I think, I think at last she's gone. We must hope so. Let us see the boy. And the two of you step out of the corridor. Um, you, Svetlana, so you know, goes down, um, actually get Vaughn because he's the manly one, picks Tobias up, um, carries him back into the room. He stirs slightly in your arms, um, Vaughn's actually going to carry him into a different yeah, room. Yeah, Vaughn, Vaughn feels yeah, a you've little... got the entire south wing here. So yeah, yeah. Walk three doors down. Yeah, Vaughn, Vaughn's over this room. <laughs> um, Vaughn, you know, flicks the door open, takes him in, lays him on bed. Tobias sort of stirs slightly, opens his eyes, and looks at you. Uncle Vaughn, oh, I had funny dreams. It was all dark in my head. And then a big stag came and chased them off. He had a sword like you. And he's in that sort of three o'clock in the morning, half awake state. This, my little nephew. Uh, Your mommy made it safe. He curls up, tucks into the pillow, and just drifts off back to sleep. And Svetlana stands beside you, watches him for a few moments, and puts her hand on thank you if I had been alone like she wanted I I shudder to think she was a terrible opponent but you did very well I think it was you rejecting that rejecting the hate that she was trying to push off on you that enabled us to triumph that, and as Kaylin would say, kicking her ass for long enough. <laughs> I can only hope that he has done whatever part he has to play in this, in stopping the resurrected Malgrazata. I think we can have confidence that if she, that this was some kind, from what she said, that this was some kind of contingency. She struck at us here because Kaylin has defeated her elsewhere. In which case, I think we may um, 
We may need Lord Tristram and some of the others to check things over, but I believe you are right. I believe this time you have really defeated her. You have at last defeated her. That will make sense. A trick. The last trick. In any case, you have fought very bravely and must be tired. If you wish to rest here, I can watch over the two of you. That would be good. I feel... I feel like I have not had a good night's sleep in, in weeks. She's been literally unconscious for days. Yeah. Um, chanting into her yeah. sleep at this point. I... If you don't mind, and she lifts the long bark and looks at, looks at it again, may I keep this? Of course. I have a spare. <laughs> yes, yes, of course you do. <laughs> Um, and, it, and, and I, I believe it is yours now. I um, don't think I've ever seen better shooting. Yes. Although I believe a um, power may have been guiding your shots, but I suspect you will find you have a talent for it. There is no doubt the power was guiding my shots. I heard him in my mind. Is this what it is like with, for Caelan when he so casually does these things? I heard the call. And then you replied not answer it. Stagholm deserves protection. I think I have just signed up to protect it. Mm-hmm. But I would not change my decisions to keep this kingdom safe, my family, and the people that matter to me. As she squeezes Ron's hand with this. Wake me if Caelan returns. I should. Thank you, Pa. Of course, and um, Vaughn will sort of help her onto the bed and kind of tuck her in round, uh, and I imagine Tobias snuggles into her. Yep. And then um, he will stroke her hair very softly as she goes to sleep for just a moment, and then um, stands up by the door, sword out, keeping watch over the two of them. Alright. Bravo, that was f- fantastic fun. I should just let you do all his dialogue from now on. Man, it's hard! Man, that was hard! Uh, he's so emotionally controlled. I'm so used to being Caleb. Caleb isn't emotionally controlled at all. But you just do such a great job with Barn being all badass, I wanted him to be really, really badass. Right, Although so. I didn't get to work in the um, Thorns Remain bit because um, Svetlana brutally murdered her. Rose of Fall, Thorns Remain. Yeah, he was definitely going there, but um, Svetlana um, kind of brutally murdered Niska with holy fire. Yeah, but, sorry, know, but that's the, that's the 68 damage. Yeah, yeah, Van wouldn't change anything about that. That was awesome. <laughs> Longbows. They're awesome. Yeah, yeah. That kicked all kinds of us. Okay, and um, I believe that is insane there. Yep, Van watches over them, and um, at some point we'll probably um, move out into the hall and track down a page and let him know that the danger appears to be yep, over. Yep, there's no one in this in this wing because yep. you've had it sealed off. Yeah. But um, Van's either presumably willing to take his... Well, 
entirely up to you, uh, violently to take his eyes off them for a couple of minutes to go and find someone. Yeah. He could yell like hell, but they're sleeping. Yeah. Uh, certainly, the disturbance here has made nowhere near enough noise for anyone to come and see this, but you're, like, as far away from people as you yes, can get course. within the castle. No, I think Vaughn's just not prepared to take his eyes off the two of them at this point, so he just <laughs> quietly stands watch over them. Yeah. And after about two hours of this... Um, we will suddenly cut back to the throne room of Stagthorn, where, in a flash of light, Michaela and Kaelin reappear. Yep. Um, I will return unto you, Van Thorn, and retrieve my larger, earlier, uh, shorter-tempered man. And there is pretty much usually a guard standing in the throne room, so this is pretty hard to miss. People yep. start shouting, the king, the king is back! And... You are Caelan again. Yes. I can. We can actually stop between sessions if the mental whiplash of character jumping is getting on you. But no, uh, just give me a moment to walk up. Oh. <laughs> I. <laughs> All right. Well, that's quite a thing. That spell, isn't it? It's hard to get used to just just turning up. Um, Spells back here perfectly, as expected. Hmm. Nicely done. And, um, Kaelin will glance around the throne room for somebody who, um, can tell him what the hell is going on. Is yeah. Leon in here by yeah, any chance? Yeah, Leon is not, like, literally standing in here, but the guards start calling out the king. The king is back, and he comes running in within half a minute or so of this. And Leon comes running in, panting. Uh, looks slightly surprised to see you've just kind of appeared here, yeah. as if by magic in the middle of it. And then... Your Majesty, uh, 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 is everything all right? Are you all all well? Uh, are, are you? He's sort of, you know. I imagine you're a bit scarred up and cut and everything else. Um, know. yeah, we had a couple of hours rest after. Let's see. It's hard to remember what went down in the actual fight because of uh, the. You uh, killed Nesca and Amag. Ah, uh, yes, that's right. Um, Kaelin, in fact, looks fairly horrible. He was on twenty hit points yep, yep. two hours ago, and they haven't um magically returned. Um. I will say that he's drunk one potion because he w- would and uh, because he doesn't know that he's teleported into a situation that Van and Svetlana are totally resolved. Yeah. But he still looks moderate. So I'll cross one of the cure light moderates off. But he still looks moderately horrible. Um, and it's, uh, I, uh, however, he totally blows this off because that was ages ago. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's um, he's had all sorts of traumatic experiences since he got injured, and he's just accustomed to hard manning through it. I am well enough. It's all all right here. Uh, uh, we sort of had a word that something might might be going wrong. Uh, Leon sort of shakes his head. He doesn't look overly trouble. Uh, Bryn, you uh, he he says to you. Bryn looks around the presence of all the guards and and he goes, Ah, Her Majesty the Queen and and your two royal heirs are out with Cor- are, are out with Lord Corwin, uh, fishing. Ah, that'll be fun for them. Uh, I hope the ch- kids don't try and jump off the bow. There's been some trouble. There, there's been some trouble with Lady Svetlana, but um, it, and he sort of looks over at your back where you've got the greatsword, and he said, "Is, is that Orvin Bane? We were all very impressed when we heard you'd claimed it." Um. Now Orvin Bane wouldn't be on my back because I put it in my backpack. Right. He looks around. Um. And he says, Where, where's Orphanbane? We were all very impressed when we heard you claimed it. You have no earthly idea what he's talking about, of course. What do you mean? How did you know? 
he sort of looks around at, at, at the guards and, and you know, they, they all look kind of confused as well and, and not along with what he's telling you. He's looking at them for confirmation. It's not just me right now. No, no, no. We, we all know this as well. And, well, we, we heard your, we, we heard your herald. Um, man rode in and he sort of sounds confused as he said this and looks at the guards into the, the throne room and the guard in the throne room nods along like yep a man totally rolled, ran rode into the throne room why did I not find this unusual <laughs> and the one of the other guards who's run in from outside says uh, no at, at the doors to the east wing and both of them everyone here no matter where they were can give you a description of a very anonymous looking man in heavy spiked armor rode in on a war horse, raising no alarm of any kind. Like nobody thought this was odd until they come to look at it in retrospect. And let fly in several people think this is the case, and Leon is pretty sure because he's listened to you endlessly. Um but the man said Orvin Bane has been claimed by a challenger, and then your voice came out of him to say, I am Kaelin, King of Stagthorpe <laughs> The challenge you, the exact uh, challenge yes. you gave to the wall. Yes, right. And then this man rode out again. And as far as there's like seven people standing in this room, and every one of them knows you, that you claimed Orphan Bane. Okay. They don't know where you have it now or anything of that yeah. sort, but they know you claimed it. Okay, right. Good to know. That's less trouble. You've got to remember the last time people started commenting about Orphan Bane, Kellen was in this evil future AU, yes, so yes. it's a bit scary when. Can you be our king now? Oh, press of tyrants. Aye, right. All right. Okay, I understand that part now. And Lady Svetlana's been given to uh, fits of some kind for the last several hours. She's been chanting that 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 song about Orban Bane and Tobias too. We had them both moved to the to to the south wing. This this been some trouble. Blah 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 blah. He recounts Vaughn's backstory to you. Uh, Lord Vaughn's been watching her for the last couple of hours. There's been no signs of any disturbance since then. We have men on the we have men on the south we have men on the south wing gates is one of the guards. South wing entrance, sorry. Oh well, um, it does sounds like all's not too bad here, but I think I just I think we'd just better um, check all that yeah. Vaughn's managing. Yeah, they're alarmed by the fact that you think something is bad because yeah. Kalen uh, is presumed to have a higher level of confidence than he necessarily does by his yeah. guardsmen, and they will charge you up to the south wing. I'm probably okay for just me and Michaela to go in rather than bringing a huge squad of guards. That's nice. They're not. Okay. They're not enough. letting the king run around in here. Like, it's one thing to not come out with you to go and kill giant monsters where they recognise there'd be more hindrance than help. Yeah. But in the palace, yeah, like, there's well, sort yeah. of an objective fact that anything that can that can fight you will probably kill them, but it's literally their job to die to protect you, so... Okay, fair enough. Alright, then, um, Caelan would like to be And in it's front. certainly their job to fight off other threats to the castle. If yeah. they come up here and find there's, say, a herd of ramp- an army of rampaging centaurs in here... Yeah. Kaelin was, given that he doesn't actually know there's a problem, Kaelin was going for the slightly more low-key thing, but, okay, squadron of guards it is. You come up to the south, so you come up to the south wing, you know, the guards there have locked doors, you know, they salute, unlock the doors immediately for you, let you in, and, you know, 20 people in heavy armour running down the corridors pretty much sets off Vaughn's, um, 
perception, and he steps out into the corridor, um, sort of glances glances at you, um, smiles very slightly, goes, shh. He'll turn around. <laughs> and uh, move up in his stealthier manner as a man in plate can in fact pull off. And, brother, are you alright? I am well enough. Um, it was a bit of a nasty fight, but um, we we took care of them. But um, this kid said something about um, some kind of trap she'd laid here. Yes, I think we found that one. I? Svetlana took care of it. She was extraordinary, as she always is. I've never seen anything quite like it. She picked up my bow and there was something there were some things in that room with us one of them was black and evil and full of hate and tar I think it was Garona shadowing what was left of Niska and he will sort of go quiet at this and then he will actually shoo your guards back down the halls so yeah. just you and Mikhail listening to this Niska left Heavens no, you'd, you'd probably need Lord Tristan to explain the metaphysics of this, but Niska left something inside her, some part of herself that had been feeding on Svetlana's hate and her discord, growing strong. It, she vomited tar all over the room, and then the two of us fought some sort of construct of Niska made of this black tar she sent thoughts of spite and hate through us. Uh, there was another presence in the room as well. The hand of Aristotle, I believe, over Svetlana and over Stagthorn. Ah. Well, that's good to hear. The, her and Tobias are sleeping now. They're exhausted, but alright. She wanted to be awoken as soon as she came back. Well, let's go into it now, then. Wind, shake, shake, shake. It's a bit loud. All egg just fly from my head. <laughs> get the cows later. Oh. <laughs> Caleb, she sits up. Uh, she looks completely unharmed physically, but Caleb couldn't help but fail to notice that her hair is absolutely dead stark white yeah. at this point. And Michaela stares at this with a very wary expression, it must be said, and then whispers into your ear, her hair's gone white. In Arisen, that's usually the sign of a white witch, somebody who uh, controls their sorcerer's powers. Uh, it's not inherently evil, but they don't have a very good reputation in Arisen. And Caelan will whisper quite a Good thing we're not in Arisen then. And Because um, that is, of course, where Michaela is from as well. Ah, uh, yes, of course. And Caelan will crouch down by the bed and take her hand. And take her... Uh, actually kneel down by her so his head is lower than hers and take her hand. Yeah, no, Svetlana will actually sit up yeah. at this point and shakes, shakes off the bits of sleep and looks vaguely alert. Or at least pretends to. How are you doing there, Les? Vaughn says you, um... Destroyed us some evil Niska creature single-handed. With his, uh, with 
my longbow, and she nods to Van. It was... It was extraordinary. I was trapped there in black tar and fire, and I felt him beside me. And he asked me, the man with the stag's head, what I would do to defend this kingdom, what I would do to defend my family, my friends, and my community. I told him the truth, that I would do whatever I can. He said if I accepted the call, my life would not become easier. But it would be fulfilling in a way that he could never explain that I needed to grow and experience myself. How could I refuse? If I did not answer to save Stagthorn, who would? And she looks at you. She says, I see you. Do you see me? And when you look at her, you can see it on her. Kaylin can see it on her in... There's nothing about her. She doesn't glow with light or smell of fresh flowers or anything of the sort. It's just a certain knowledge like the dawn. As certain as you could look across the room and pick out her face and say, that's Svetlana or that's Michaela, you look at her and you know that she is a paladin of Aristotle now. Sweet. And presumably she sees something similar in you, because Sir Frederick March had the same thing. When he looks at you, he instinctively knows that that's a Knight of Thorns. Did you, um, did I see that in him? Like, yes. when I first saw yes, him? Yes, when you first encounter him. Yeah. Like, he told you he was a paladin of Aristotle, and you knew that was a true fact. It doesn't seem to apply across other fates. If a paladin yeah. of Aurori shows up, there's no evidence supporting that, beyond yeah. their yeah, yeah. manner and skill and that sort of thing. With Svetlana, when you see her, you just know it's that feeling of sort of comfort and almost brotherhood in her yeah. presence that you feel with Sir March as well. Even as a complete stranger, you know, when, as he was when you first met him. Um, uh, no, because... I'm not sure you were No, I wasn't. When, when but, I saw him, when I saw... Probably when I saw him again after I But after I become, you have taken Knight of Thorns Little, you yeah. had the same experience with him. You see him and you just know incontrovertibly, like, you know that's the sun. Yeah. Hi. Hi, I see you. I see look you. At, look at you. Oh, I'm so proud of you, Les. Do not think it was me that did the market, but without Van, we would all be lost. Ah, uh, that surprises me. No, and just just my duty says Van. <laughs> yeah, just that, slightly uncomfortable. Uh, uh, will glance up at Van and smile at him. Nor am I surprised that his own account left out all the bits he was doing. Mm. <laughs> yes, well, that's that's neither here nor there. The important part is that Svetlana and the boy are safe. Uh, I should I should go now. I don't wish to intrude. I think um, perhaps we should um, all let these two get some rest. Yes, yeah, 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 we can all talk. We can all talk this over in the morning. There's nothing you need to worry about. Uh, 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 everything's fine. Tobias took no harm from the whole business? She threw him, like a woman possessed, straight out of the room. Straight through whatever Niska was spreading about. No, I've no doubt he came out of this untouched. Not sure he even knows what's happened. Good. It's probably for the best, all things considered. He's had more than enough to deal with. My little man. All rest. 
Alright, you rest, lass. Having saved the kingdom, I think the rest of us can keep a watch out, uh, out over you. And I'm uh, thanking you both that, um, I come rushing back to find that the, you've um, already taken care of the crisis and there's no need for me to do anything. That's what we're here for. When you, when you leave the, when you leave a kingdom in, our, in, in your council's care, it stays cared for. That's our duty. Hi. And Michaela sort of nods and smiles at this. And at this point, we will, the heavily armed, clattering crowd will back that yeah, out yeah. and let um, Van stay or go as he chooses. And Van will stay and give you a um, fairly precise... Um, he, he does not give you an accurate description of what happens there. He gives you vague, you know, she filled me with sort of hate and rage things and goes into nothing about what he actually saw or feels. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, you know, he talks about, in vague terms, about old incidents from the past and, you know, certain rivalries and that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, Michaela watches him watch you and goes... <laughs> yeah, but on the um, other hand, the, um, Caitlin just got attacked by Garona yeah, mental yeah. T- torment, so he has a pretty good idea his, what kind of things he's talking about. Of, his account of the fight is incomplete, but completely accurate. Yeah. And his account of everything else that's happening in the kingdom is complete, um... Right down to the point where he just precises for you, you know, some other mild events have occurred that are unexciting. Yeah. And, and he says, you know, there are, there's no other immediate kings of kingdom business you need to be concerned about. Excellent. All right. In that case, I th- I'm, I'm thinking I'm going to um, go get some rest. Um, but um, I'm thinking you should as well, but um, people will... Wa- People can wake us if there's trouble, and Caelan will want to one of his guards. And um, and um, I want someone to wake me if um, when Bryn and the boys come home. All right, and um, Caelan will um, head back up to his bedchamber, yep. dump his gear, change out of his plate, um, dig Orvin with one remaining male hand, dig Orvin Vane very carefully out of his. Um, out of his bag, yep. look at it for a long moment, and then um, hang it on one of his great... Yeah, yeah, you've got a great many weapon hooks and things Yeah, and Caelan and prop it up on there. Looks good there. I'm watching you. Orvin Bain sits quietly. <laughs> yeah, and then we'll um, clasp his... Um, we'll clasp his little amulet of Aristotle. Thank you for watching over him, Father. I am always with you all. You feel rather than hear it. No matter what. At which point, Caelan will um, fling himself backwards onto his nice big double bed yeah, and, and go close flump. And out like a life. You have no trouble sleeping whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you, when you wake up, you have no recollection of dreams of any kind. You're yeah. sure you just went clunk. The sun is moderately high in the sky. It's the next day. You've probably slept for about 11 or 12 hours. Yeah. Um, and when you come out, uh, Leon is fidgeting outside of your bed chamber. Yeah. Um, and he he nods and bows and he says, Your Majesty, uh, I have several important messages uh, the most important of which is that Her Majesty Queen Bryn ordered people not to wake you when they came back because she said you probably needed your sleep because she had just wasted her day fishing, which she could have done more easily if they hadn't had to abuse rods. He's like reading this from <laughs> the paper. 
and, and that if you'd been off killing giant monsters without her, then you probably needed the rest more. <laughs> uh, Alright, fair enough. Secondly, um, Secondly, uh, Akaros and Chief Sutscale would like to see, would like to see you urgently as soon as possible. Uh, and thirdly, we've received, thirdly, we've received reports of a Titan Lord army moving in Fort Draylive's, moving in Fort Draylive's lands. They're heading east toward, they're heading east. He shrugs slightly. Perhaps towards Stagthorn, perhaps turning towards Fort Draylive. The scout reports are, uh, the scout reports are only just coming in at this time. Oh, bloody hell. Alright. Um, give me a minute. Let me get myself sorted out, and um, we'll, uh, I'll um, come and see them. It's not one thing, it's another round here. Um, and you can um, order me up some breakfast too. I seem to be finished for some reason. Uh, I'll, meet them in, um, I'll meet them in one of the conference rooms and eat while we catch up. Yep. And no yep. doubt they'll, they'll be, um, uh, they'll be looking to take some food as well. And, um, um, ask Bryn to come in as well if she would. I, um, would like to see her. Yeah. And so, you know, you've been told these are matters that are important but not critically urgent. You know, an army is moving, but since they're not on your doorstep, you taking half an hour to have breakfast is not really going to matter to anyone. And people yeah. have, have been forced to come to accept because if you did what everyone said was incredibly urgent as fast as possible, you'd never get anything done because yeah. everyone thinks their thing is the most important. Yeah. Atheros and, and Chief Sutscales both wanted to wake you in the middle of the night. Yeah. But neither one of them actually did it. They just yeah. wanted to. Yeah. Um, Bryn, as you are sort of refreshing yourself. Yeah, will pretty much. Splashing yourself with water and eating breakfast and things. Yeah, Kaelin's bath routine will pretty much be, he just splashes some water on the general vicinity of himself and calls it a day. Bryn comes in to see you, snuggles into you. Yeah, yeah, Kaelin will clutch her like a drowning man. Yeah, she looks slightly surprised at this. You don't usually come back like this. It's only been several days. It's a bit nasty out there. Um... Glad to see you well. Everything's fine here. Boys are fine. Kingdom's under control. Heard you won your trial. Heard you claimed orphan pain. Aye. It was a good fight. You'd have like you'd have liked you'd have liked Gorham's turn, but it's a um but the sword's a nasty piece of work. And um Kaelin is in fact carrying it round in his backpack yep. at all times. He does not leave the sword anywhere yep. and he doesn't put it in one of the sheets or yep. in any way wield it. Yep. And, again, she has the same story. A man on horseback in heavy armor rode up to her while they were in, in their the dinghy boat. in the lake, which, as she described it, she's like, maybe he had one of Tristan's spells. And, again, same thing. Yeah. I seem to be, um... I, of course... That'll be why the bloody army's moving, won't it? They know I've got the damn sword. Damn it, so much for having a few months to recover from this one before we hit the next round. Well, we'd better go see, a bit go see Akaros and Chief Scales. I think I know which way the army's moving. <laughs> Alright. Uh, um, so, when you poke at this, you can pretty trivially find out that everyone you talk to in Elk's Rest seems to know that Caelan Thorne claimed Orvin Bane. 
everyone has been notified in the same manner. The only two people that the, the only three people that haven't are Tobias, Svetlana, and Van, all of whom have remained they'll, they'll rapidly become aware of this. Yeah. But they have remained ignorant of this, as if Gorham's Herald couldn't get into their clash of the Titanic gods. Yes. Um and too much Garona and Aristotle in that particular bedroom. As this goes on, um because I imagine Caelan basically does some sort of find out how many people know about yep. this thing. Merchants coming into the city have heard about this as well. Some guy ran up to them on the road and told them this, and even though they had no direct interest in it, they thought it was important. Uh, as it goes on, um, this might take you several days to find out. Yeah, yeah. Tell you now or tell you later as you like. Uh, I'm happy to know now. Everyone in the River Kingdoms knows. Okay! <laughs> Which, like, you're extrapolating that the Tiger Lord Barbarian Army are on the move because they know, and they do. Yeah. Um, uh, you will actually get a... Uh, no, actually, I'll come back to this. Um, okay, you're going to see... Um, yep, Akaros and Chief Scoot Scales, and I don't know if we just cut straight to assembling the council at this point. Uh, very possibly. Uh, on the way to... Yep. Assembling the, um, yeah, I mean, you can call for an assembled council. I think, I'll just, I think I'll just go see Akros and Chief Sootscales and then move to the council okay. as need be. So when you come in, uh, Chief Sootscales is done up in his full blowing, um, heavy robes of Gorham. The crimson red colour, all the stuff the church has been hooking him up with is yeah. all on display. Uh, Akros is also actually prominently displaying his holy symbol, which is incidentally a fist clutching a great yeah. sword. Um, He's he's still just in his armor though. Yeah, he's not prepared to roll up that much. And they both, you know, Akaros slaps you on the back, and you know, oh, congratulations, great stuff. Must have been a hell of a fight. I'd love to have seen it. And Chief Sootscales nods as well. And I'm impressed by I'm impressed by you claiming this great artifact of Gorham. Where will it lead? Where, where, what will it lead us to? The new Stagthorpe. I fear so. Um. It's staying put for the moment. There's a few little challenges with it. In any case, um, it doesn't seem like we need its help finding trouble. I um, was sort of planning to not tell the Tiger Lord Barbarians that I've got it, but it seems they know. So I think they probably want it back at this point. Well, we're not going to turn it over to them, are we? Definitely. Barbarians wouldn't even know what to do with it. No, I didn't... We can't have another Armagh popping up. Uh, That's exactly what we'd get. No, um... No, nobody else is having it, that's for damn certain. And, and um, but it does mean, um, I don't have, I was going to, um, get, I, I was hoping they'd just stay put until I'd had a chance to get our armies together and march out to them. On the other hand, if they're coming here, they might be fool enough to attack the fixed defences, which would certainly be a plus. I've taken the liberty of readying some of the armies. You can uh, do what you want as a player decision, but literally, you know, Akaros is your general. He's not when he hears an army might be marching towards your kingdom. He's not going to wait until Caelan tells him to do it. Yeah, sorry. Okay, so yes, I have Akaros has activated some of my armies. Yeah, you may decide that after yeah. we come to it. Yeah, uh, um, but he has more recent scout reports, you know, that are um, twelve hours later, and the army is assembling themselves and marching. Yeah. Uh, you can't tell that they're marching to Elk's Rest, but it seems like a pretty good guess. Yeah, it seems it seems like the it seems like the logical theory. 
if they were marching to Drelive, uh, to Fort Drelive, whether we'd want to interfere would be an interesting question. On the one hand, I um, would be worried for the people, but on the other hand, we are, you know, at war with them and that. But um, I suspect they're coming here. It seems a bit of a coincidence otherwise. Lucky thing you got back here in time with all that magic. Otherwise, you might have missed the fight. Aye, and that would have been uh, and that would have been a damn shame. It's, yes, I had uh, this all worked out for how fast Caleb moves versus how fast the army moves and how many days that would leave you prepared. But no, you want a word of recall back in. <laughs> Shitty magic bullshit. Now, in all fairness, we we established that as our tactical emergency plan uh-huh. before any of this shit. I'm what? just saying, <laughs> I wrote down details that I didn't, didn't need. Uh-huh. Poor baby GM. Yep. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, you boys would have managed fine without me, but I'm glad not. Of to, but I'm glad not to miss the thing. Um, if the, the, um, ever since we built this castle, I've been looking forward to repelling an army for it, and I've never had the bloody opportunity. <laughs> Soot scales and Akaros both nod happily yeah. at this. Yeah, there's a there's a reason we put a warren in the basement and filled it full of armed kobolds. Yeah, they're both pretty happy. I hope some. I really hope someone tries tumbling in. That will be a sorry son of a. That will be a sorry giant barbarian. Yeah, humans get stuck too easily. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this ought to be. This ought to be good. It's um, it, they're a nasty size, and I wanted to have all our guys ready to go. But on the other hand, if they're going to try and take Elstrist, they will be some sorry bastards, and no mistake. I'm going to parley first, though. Um. I took some um, I took some gear specially, but um, I suspect if they already know I've got it, then they must grasp that I've killed the others. So they're clearly not just going to just go home when I've got the sword to play for. And if we if we take them out, that'll take care of our biggest remaining problem in um, Fort Drelith. No worries. On the other hand, you never know when there might be another damn crisis. Come in. Uh, it's Leon. Who is sort of allowed in here, but exercises some discretion yeah. in having private meetings for obvious reasons. Um, comes in and you know comes across whispers into your ear that King Crustrucio Rivetti, the Clockwork King, is uh, has appeared outside the castle gates with half a dozen of his Clockwork bodyguards and wishes audience. Oh dear gods! Oh well, it's a good. He thing. has made no effort to enter the castle against your will. He, but but he's also drawn some alarm because when he just kind of teleports in there, people get worried. I can see this is going to be one of those weeks. All right, get 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 the army, keep the armies moving. Um, keep me posted if anything um, nasty comes up. I know you guys have got it handled. I'm going to uh, go see what Blumen and Rivetti wants. No doubt he's got some brilliant intelligence, which he only wants my wife, my sword, and my kingdom for. Maybe it's a different sword this time though. <laughs> And um, Kaelin will um, go find Michaela, who's presumably had some rest as yep, well. Yep, she does indeed. And then head out to see her. And um, actually probably sweat Lana as well as yep. Chief Diplomat, if she's, but I'll check she's feeling up to it. Yes, yes, she is. Oh, no, of course, Cassandra's actually technically still my diplomat. Yes. No, for now I will get Cassandra. Chain of command is important to yep. not let Lana sleep. It'll be an imagine actually doing diplomacy with someone like Rivetti will be a nasty shock to her, but Kellen's a big believer in the throw them in the deep end school of training. Uh, 
When you come out there, um, Cassandra is already speaking to him. She sure. has been alerted to this because she is your chief diplomat and should be the person. Are you calling him to the throne room or are you going out to see him at the gates? Either way is perfectly valid. Uh, I think I'll go out to see him at the gates. If he wants to be invited in and yep. have a proper conversation, yep. I will, but the, he seems to have done this in some kind of urgency. Yep. So. Cassandra is sort of, you know, na- like, like has literally has a table with tea set up and is sort of nattering away at her. Erevini is not quite ignoring her. She is not just talking to the back of his head. But he's sort of just, you know, she's saying, oh, you know, and, and, and I've always been so interested in this thing, you know, that you're doing in Pytax and rah, rah, rah. Yes. You know, keeping up the absolute bare minimum of conversation that he can keep up with her. He clearly has no investment in her whatsoever. And as soon as you walk in, he turns away from her. They've, they've taken him away from the castle gate and set him up just outside it, off to the side, so he's not blocking the flow of traffic coming in and out. And he turns to you. Greetings, Caelan, King of Stagthorn. Greetings, King Erevetti. Uh, shall we stay here, or would you like to go inside? I wish, I, I suspect that our conversation will be surprisingly, will be unsurprisingly brief and unproductive. I, I, I had that feeling. Go ahead. I have heard that you have claimed Orvenbane. Aye. I would be fascinated to know how such an event had occurred, and how a messenger penetrated my castle's security, and how a messenger penetrated my palace's security to bring me that information personally. Gorham's a funny sort of guy. Yes. I have, I have some respect for the law. I have some significant respect for the Lord and Iron, but I will not be disturbed or threatened even by his heralds and riders. You'll have to take that up with him. It wasn't my idea to give away my um, uh, tactical progress to all and sundry. But you have claimed, laid claim to the enemy of all enemies. I have. He thinks about this for a long moment. Have you given any further? I recognise that you have been busy with your. Recognise that you have been busy with your own projects, but have you given any further thought to the wisdom of my previous proposal in light of these new developments? I have no desire, and he will actually hold a hand up to stop you as you go to speak, but politely but brusquely. Yes. I have no desire to take Orman Vane from you. Now that you have a greater blade, I will simply settle for Gatekeeper, the highly defective unit that poses a serious danger to your kingdom, and the girl that needs to be kept, and the girl to keep her safe. I'm afraid there's simply no reason to listen. I'm happy to hear what you have to offer in exchange, but it would simply be wasting your time, which seems impolite. I am not prepared to give... I am uh, unchanged in my unwillingness to yield any of these items to you. And I have already offered a fair market value for them. Aye. We cannot move... We cannot negotiate further on this. Nay. Then hear this, Caelan, the King of Stagthorn. If you turn your blade against Pytax... As others have before you, you will be destroyed and your kingdom along with you 
the enemy of all enemies is insufficient to face the Clockwork King. This is not a threat. It is simply a fact. And, um, I will answer you. I offer Pytex no hostility. We have had a traditional alliance. I see no reason that alliance cannot continue. We may disagree on any number of things, but I respect you as a as a ruler and as a warrior, and I respect Pytax. I see no reason our king- kingdoms cannot continue to be allies rather than becoming enemies. He nods at this, and... Despite my possession of a sword that might encourage me in the direction of conquest. Conquest and war in their own ways are an essential part of life in the River Kingdoms. They are critically important and should be encouraged where appropriate. But all invaders against Pytax's borders will be turned back. Know this, I am responsible for the death of the Iron Wraiths. They threatened my kingdom, invasion by stealth to set up new borders within mine. Brevoy no longer holds threat enough to conceal the information, but it is worthy that you know what becomes of those who invade my kingdom. My people will be kept safe from whatever wars are brought to their borders. And Kellen will just nod at this point, he said his piece. Then we understand each other, and he will put out the big gauntlet in hand, and he's got a manly, manly handshake, unsurprisingly. Yep. You can hear the little gears. He's not actually endeavouring to hard man you and crush your hand. It's it's merely that's his natural natural level of strength. Kellen manages nonetheless. Then for the moment, we will depart in peace. I, am su- I, I suspect that your scouts have already bought you this information, but as a gesture of good faith, I will impart to you that the Titan Lord Barbarians are moving. I suspect they too have heard your challenge. Everyone in Pytax I have spoken to, everyone in Pytax I have spoken to that is capable of receiving such information, and he looks around at his, at his various constructs, has told me the same. Aye, that's good to know. I.e. the constructs have not been notified of this? Yeah, because they're constructs, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Actually, but... that's an interesting question. It was first? No. Ah. He is eminently aware of it. Yeah. But he did not receive a mysterious herald. Yeah. Uh, nor for that matter, because Tristan will bring this up. Well, it's funny, but you know, no one told the horses or the dogs either. Did anyone tell Tristram? Yes. I was just wondering, because he's um, a bit different from your average mortal? Uh, no. Um, he says, oh, no, no, I, I don't think the connection is about that. I think it's about uh, sort of sentience. I'm somebody who could theoretically challenge you for the blade, so I should know where it is. That's what Gorham wants done. I'm sure that he doesn't want Orban Bane to be wielded by a clockwork man capable of, of feeling it. Of course. Nor, it, of course, a horse or a dog. That's why he's done this. It's well, going yes, to, it's, a, it's a cry to potential challenges. It's going to attract all enemies to my doorstep, which was exactly his plan. I'll have to fight for it. Again. <laughs> Blimenek. <laughs> well, it's fair enough. I can't say I wasn't warned. 
Kaelin will um, mutter something under his breath in Orc, which doesn't come out and use the word Gorum, yep. but it's um, uh, it, it, the phrase copper fucking <laughs> He doesn't come out and curse the Iron Lord, but you know he just kind of curses. Yeah, that's probably a good idea, right? Before an army invades, <laughs> okay? Yeah, he just kind of curses generally, and people can take it as they will. All right. And yes, um, Erebiti at that point presumably teleports out? Uh, yes. He will actually move off some distance so he's not disturbing people, yeah. uh, disappears, and people will um, communicate to you as far as anyone can detect he's left the kingdom. Yeah. Yes, he pulls out another scroll, casts it, and goes full full on with his goon, goon yep. squad. All right. Huh? And at that point... <laughs> Yep. Are we done with the crisis sequence? Apart yes, you are from, done with the sequence of crises. Apart from the army, apart from the army invading. Yep. Sort of. Do you want to do a scene with your council, or do you merely want um, the general consensus of it go down from them? Um, I probably will do a scene with the full council, but it, it probably it, it won't be a huge long conversation because we've probably covered the meter of it with Akros, Helen, them. As you've no doubt heard, I got a new sword and now everyone wants to kill me. <laughs> uh, well, says High Priest Michaela, it's not that everyone wants to kill you. Uh, many followers of Gorum that we have in our kingdom are interested in knowing what you intend to do with it. Uh, several of the elders of the church have approached me to learn whether you intend to wield it or turn it back over to the church of Gorum. I haven't decided yet, says Carolyn, and his eyes flicker slightly, and someone like Michaela would probably effortlessly work out yeah. that he already, uh, and indeed, already, and Michaela already knows, I think, yeah. that, um, I ha- that Michaela knows that I have some kind of plan yeah. for it already. She, she knows. So, um, it will be, probably be fairly transparently clear to her that Caitlin's plans are not something for the sword and not something he wants to yeah. disclose to the full council, including as it does yeah. several she, devout followers she of Goron. She nods at this and she says, and, and she says to you, "Well, I am certain. I am certain that if a, I'm certain that if a direct resolution to the orphan ban to the orphan ban issue is not found is not found in a timely fashion, then the Church of Goron may extend a formal demand for it to be returned to them." Well. It was right there in that cliff. Anybody could have gone and got him yeah. out. And she she talks around the point, but basically the message she's communicating here is that the the general consensus of the Church of Gorham, as literally an organised unit that exists within yeah. your kingdom, uh, they uh, you have now actually tripped over because you supported them. Oh, rather, they supported you uh, as yeah, a so, backer of your kingdom. Yeah, which is, of course, why I have Gorham Councillors on the thing in the first place. Yeah, so their open demand of you, um, you pick the greater one, so the person who's in one of your positions must be formally approved by the Church of Gorham. Yeah. Um, then it turns out they have a hidden one as well. Ah. Which has, is not something they demanded openly because yeah. they didn't know they were going to get there. Yeah. Uh, but once you have Orvinbane... Uh, Michaela is indicating that the church will formally request it back again unless you intend to actually do something with it. Yeah. Like, they might be okay with Kaelin actually wielding it. Yeah. Particularly if you're going to use it in Gorham's interests and go and start a bunch of wars and conquer people. Yeah. Uh, 
the Church of Gorum would quite certainly not be okay with you destroying it. Yeah, I kind of figured they wouldn't. And there will be political fallout from that. Yeah. They have not yet extended, because it's literally been a day, they've not yet extended any formal demand for its return. Yeah. But they will. Yeah. I mean, you can absolutely tell them to go hang, but this is a thing that's happened. Yeah. However, what I want to do for that is have a conversation quietly with the people I trust about yep, it before yep. we go into any... Yep. Uh, and what Michaela is indicating to you with a wink and a nod is that they would have a less strong position if the problem were to resolve itself before they got around to placing that formal demand. Excellent. If Ormond Bain happened to fall in a lake. Yep. yep. I think I can... I can. They would still be pissed. Yeah. But then you're less openly defying what they have asked of, what they have We've requested of you. And more and terribly more sorry. Oh dear, if only you'd asked beforehand. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that, that accords well with um, Kaelin's desires and does change his priorities. Um, Alright, so... Um, um, I, haven't de- I haven't decided... Meanwhile, we do have this uh, Tiger Lord army on the horizon. Yep. And people nod at this, and yeah, the general broadcast of the council is there totally coming here to um, see what's going on. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, Akora will tell you that the, you know, the people the people are, are concerned, obviously. They've heard, the word has not yet leaked out, but it will when the army moves into visual range. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we should get our own armies ready. Everybody's pretty on board with that. Um, uh, Michaela says you, well, we should be prepared for a challenge. It's also entirely possible that they have not come for a fight. The Tiger Lords respect the Tiger Lords respect strength, and you have just conquered the champion. I I was always planning. Uh, my plan originally was to go see them in a few months and tell them that I'd taken out that that I'd taken out their um I'd taken out their would be chief and that the um the Church of Gyronas was no more and that they um had the opportunity to um leave the, leave leave the area peacefully and go home. And I was planning to bring along three of the armies to um, make the point about what would happen if they didn't. There's no reason we can't still have that conversation. The three armies will just be in a bit of a tactical position, which is no small thing. And if some of their fellow, one of their fellows wants a personal fight with me, I've uh, no objection. It can't possibly be as be, be as tough as um, fellow calling himself a mark was. And Akros laughs. Oh, the last man who came to challenge you would you lay. <laughs> Good old bone picker. He died hard. It was great to watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love Akros. <laughs> uh, it's um, it won't possibly won't be quite as personally satisfying, but um, I think um, uh, I, I, I feel still fairly safe at this point. I'm not saying I could win a duel with Eravetti or his boy, but um. I'm not certain there's that many that can take me, and your average barbarian at this point is not going to be the one that does it. I, 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 don't, th- I don't think it's going to be the one that does it. Yeah, so there's um, a, a lot of debate amongst the council on what this could mean and what's going to happen next and blah, 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 which yep. I think I'll just sort of info dump to you. Yeah. Uh, a lot of this is from Tristan as the historian and sort of culture expert and general bard and that sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, his guess is that the Tiger Lord army are probably coming to see what it is you're intending to do with the sword. Right. Um, 
there's a couple, there's a bunch of potential outcomes here based on what he thinks. Yeah. Um, which is that you could actually, in theory, claim leadership over them. Awesome. In the sense that, you know, they respect a strong leader. Yeah. They're all united behind this, let's do what Armag wants anyway. Because Armag's yeah. army is essentially made up of a bunch of different clans who have yeah. come together under strong leadership. You could theoretically keep that strong leadership going and actually pick yourself up a Tiger Lord Barbarian army. Yeah. However, you can probably guess what a Tiger Lord Barbarian army wants to do. And it isn't, you know, fought themselves and Elk's Rest and wait for people to attack you. Is, um, is it possible that, as I think, as I think about this, is it possible that that's how Kalen's Weissborn started out? He went home, he took up the sword, seeing he had this Tiger Lord Barbarian army, he went and conquered Fort uh, you, Draylib? You absolutely conquered Fort Draylib with the Tiger Lord army. That's yeah. very explicitly what your backstory is, Kalen Twicefall yeah. said. Yeah. That it was really easy to crush them because the army of Tiger Lords you took in had already beaten them before. Yeah, yes, of course, that's right, that's what it said, yep. Uh, so and then, frankly, now that you're looking at this, you're thinking, well, Irabeni literally just showed up and said, if you come to Pytax, I will kill you. Yeah. And so if he'd said that and then Tristan had died that night, I wonder who I'd blame. Yeah. Things are proceeding as you have foreseen. Yeah, that's kind or of not. Tro- That's kind of troubling. Um, yeah, so there's, there's theoretically a type of old army of barbarians you could command. They're probably not going to be happy with plans that involve... Um, not doing so. Yeah. Tristan thinks in absence of a strong leader, they will eventually break up and disperse back to whence they came as a handful of scattered warring tribes again. Um, how long it will take that to happen and what they'll do in the meantime is a different story. Yeah. Um, so I will listen to the council's thoughts. Yeah. But having been given this information, it turns out who I actually want to have a conversation with is my five PCs, so yep. I will yep. talk to the council for a bit. You have the the inner council. Yes. Um, what I actually want to do first, though, is gr- go out and buy a scroll of um, scrying blocking yep. and cast it on the inner circle's conversation. Yep. You could literally just like send someone out to yep. do this. You have minions. Yeah. I will um, scroll of... I believe it's called Law Protection. Uh, yeah, there's a couple of different ones. Um... Uh, the one you used on Vordekai was something called False Vision that shows them something else happening entirely. Uh, yes. You know, here's us totally talking about how we're going to go and conquer Pytax, although you might not want to use that one. No. Um, <laughs> it's not your master plan. Um, non-detection. Just give me a moment here. But, uh, non-detection gives them a caster level check against this uh, to surmount your blocking of this yeah. line. Uh, and, and false vision just says, piss off, no scrying. I like the sound of false vision. You show them an image of whatever it is you want, yeah. which can be you guys talking in a, probably something in the neighborhood of you guys talking in a tactical but completely wrong manner of what if we assemble our troops around this. Yeah, game, I think, what um, that potentially mean? um, I think, um, Kalen will be having a conversation with the group about what the impact of um, whether he should be helping command the army or sneaking into Fort Draylev to do something sneaky with some of the gang, yep. aiming for the usual sort of conference I might have if I was planning to yep. do that. In a way that's very non-committal about what, what if any of those options you go to decide on. Well, I think um, in a way where we head towards the plan of um, me sneaking into Fort Draylev because I'm not planning to do that, and that's, yep. that's perfectly legitimate. Yep. Unfortunately, it doesn't tell you... Um... 
don't think it tells you whether anyone's actually spying on you. I'm content. I'm content to have done my best efforts to ensure that they're not. I um, the consequences will fall as they may. I just feel more secure. I I will tell you as the GM that there are multiple targets scrying on this. Okay. Uh, Alright, and can I sit down? So. And given how long the scroll lasts, this can actually be a previous council conference as well. Yeah. So. Um, no, that's right. The um, the council conference is what made Kellen decide to break it out now. He was going to do it for a di- later at a later stage, but he yeah. wants it now. Right, okay. So, um, when I said I didn't have a plan for destruction for what I was going to do with the sword, Michaela will have no doubt realised that I was lying. Yeah, and, you know, she nods at this, Tristan nods at this, Corwin nods at this, because we had a conversation, conversation with they both Tristan nods at this because he okay. did the legend laws yeah. about how to destroy it. And Bryn sort of doesn't seem surprised, doesn't seem overly delighted either. But, yeah. um I, um... From what Michaela was saying, it sounds like the Church of Gorom will be will demand that I either use the sword or give it to them. Aye, well, it's like a holy relic to them. I mean, we wouldn't let you just sit on some sort of life-given power of Phorasma for your own personal convenience to be used at a time of your pleasing. I mean, the people in the kingdom might come together if you were using it, but if not, they want it turned over. Unfortunately, uh... While I was down in the temple, I um, had, it's a bloody powerful sword. I saw what it could do when Amag was wielding it. And I um, I do like a magical greatsword. I did give some thought to what I could do with it. Then um, uh, Old Dead Eye showed me what I could do with it. Right, so. mm-hmm. I could conquer the River Kingdoms. Mm-hmm. All of them. That's a very ambitious plan, says Tristan. I don't like it, um, but and I'm not going to do it. I don't want any part of this well, thing. Of course not. I, I don't want any part of what it made me do. But Tristram, important tip for future reference. Uh, yes. If I've got some kind of magical artifact that you think might be affecting my mind, and you know you want to warn me that maybe I should put it down. Don't have a private conference with me with no one else there. He looks slightly blank. Yeah, you, but I mean, I, I trust you completely. <laughs> this is exactly what you would do. <laughs> yes, but if, say, you think that you've got some intelligence that, say, some kind of magical sword is affecting my behaviour, might not be safe to trust me completely, is all I'm saying. Are you, um, imparting to them what happened I'm not in a go- specific or a general sense? I'm not going into... Uh, Kaelin doesn't particularly want to talk about it at this at this juncture, so no, I'm I'm being vague. Okay. It's, um... No, actually, no, actually, no, I will... Th- uh, no, I will... Uh, I, I can give you what I'm asking for yeah. here. Um, completely vague is you just tell them, you know, Aristotle gave me an idea that blah. Uh, yeah. Um... Specific is the dream contained X, Y, Z, and Q, and these are all yeah. things that happened. And the vague one is, you know, Aristotle showed me some sort of vision of me conquering the River Kingdoms and blah blah blah, which I think is probably about what you're going for. Yeah, that's what that's what I'm going for. Yeah. So, uh, 
Tristan will say to you the same thing that Kayla did, but slightly differently. She says, oh, well, I'm sure that you becoming a conqueror doesn't serve what Aristotle wants, but um, you should probably be aware, I mean, it's not supposed to necessarily be an accurate vision of the future, or precisely, or anything of the sort. Uh, I mean, even someone as powerful as Oberon would say that the things he showed you were only what could be, not what would be. And, I mean, this is only from Aristotle. Because <laughs> it's Tristan. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I, I realise that, but uh, it it was pretty bad. And it did not inspire me with hankering to wield the sword. What's more, when it says I'm twice born, I got a much better understanding of how I think the sword works. I mean, not necessarily the use of the church to go, okay, Rona were going to put it, because they twisted it their own way, but what happens if somebody claims it who it sword thinks is worthy? When it says a mark twice born will never die, it means whoever gets the sword is a mark twice born. More or less. Uh, there's, there's several nods around that. Corwin sort of, Corwin sort of spits slightly. I, I'd be about how the cheeky bastard Gorham would do it. Yeah, I said it. <laughs> So, the thing is, right, yeah, I'm not gonna wield it because I don't want to be that guy. If we Good give choice. it, if we give it to anyone, I mean, there's a good chance that they turn around in a few years down the line we've got ourselves another Amarg. I mean, just because whoever's in the Church of Gorham wouldn't fight us now doesn't mean whoever winds up wielding the sword wouldn't fight us. If we turn it over to the Church of Gorham, says Michaela, I believe I believe that they would treat it as a holy relic. It might be placed on a sort of display. It might be um, kept. It might be kept in a secret vault somewhere. The higher ups of their church. It certainly wouldn't be handed over to any Yahoo to simply wield as a tool of battle. I can't speak for. I, I can't speak for its endless future, of course, but at least in the short term, I I wouldn't see it reflecting a problem on Stagthorpe. Well, that's good to know. However, Corwin and I have determined how it can be destroyed. I can't imagine it's anything simple. We'd have to go to the boneyard. Yes, it's, it's Tristan. You see, blah, 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 blah. Isn't it fascinating? Blah, 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 blah. Aye, says Corwin. I was thinking we'd have more time to think it over and the like. But if we're going to do this, I think we have to do it soon. We can say it offers us, assuming we live, and of course if we die all our problems are solved, the, we can say to the, we can say to the Tiger Lords, well, we ain't got a sword, go home or die. Um, and we can say to the Church of Gorham, well, to be honest, we can tell the Church of Gorham that I won the blade and, by right of conquest and it was mine to do with as I choose. I don't imagine they'll be happy with that, but if it's presented as a fait de play, then they'll have to accept it. I, I don't think the Tiger Lords will just walk away if you tell them that you don't have their one-of-a-kind uh, greatest relic of their people anymore. No, I'll tell them that I destroyed their one-of-their-kind greatest relic of their people. Oh, then they're definitely going to start attacking us. Okay. 
Well, then I'll tell them that I destroyed the. I bet their. I bet their chief and Gravel destroyed the um, greatest one of a kind relic of their people. And if they want to fight me, they can um, fight my um, three arm three armies in my prepared defences. I, I, I wish it wouldn't have to come to that. I hope it doesn't. The last Tiger Lord army went home when I pointed out what they were going to have to deal with. They were a lot smaller. Aye, but. I'm not going to leave. I don't think there's a be- unless the Tiger Lords are prepared to leave. I don't think there's an option. If we kept the sword, they'd want me to lead them in bat to either give it to their champion or lead them in battle, and I'm not going to do either of those things. Several nods at this. So I don't think there's a peaceful solution to the Tiger Lord problem unless it's them blinking first. Which Tristan sort of sighs at this. And to be honest, I was going to go over there and conquer them all within a few months. In any case. This has merely moved up my timetable, and you know, as Akros and Sootscales and Chief Sootscales and I discussed, we built these defenses of Elk first, and everyone so far has been too right to assail us behind them. They, um, but they can't possibly be here in less than a week. There's time to, um, there's time to take care of the thing. And, um, Caleb will glance over at Corwin. But I wanted you to have more time. Lad. I've already had more time. Well. I'll need a day or two, certainly. Not the week. A day, I think, would be... A day, I think, would be good. I could... To be honest, after um, fighting a Marg and Niska yesterday, I wouldn't say no to a day to recover a bit myself. Yeah, literally, he didn't get up this morning and prepare plane shifts, so he yeah. can't do it, period. Yeah. But um, if we do it tomorrow morning, this is going about this in a way I don't like. The Church of Gorham isn't part of... Uh, it's not treating the Church of Gorham with the respect their Jew is a part of the kingdom. And it's not telling the other councillors what's happening. But when it comes right down to it, I don't want them to know. The peace and security of the kingdom, sometimes it's better if others have to work in the dark, says Michaela. Tristan looks unhappy about this. Brent's completely on board. Yeah. Ultimately, if anyone didn't want me to do this to the sword, it was open to anyone to go up to that, to wander over to Fort Drelev, go up to the cliff, break it open, fight their way through the series of extremely brutal trials, survive a fight with the Herald of the Blades, and claim, kill, kill several extremely angry people and claim the damn thing from themselves. Let's not forget the difficult task of discovering that Orban Bang was there in the first place. I. It's I suppose we should be thankful that the River Kingdoms are so full of warriors that nobody thought to look in a book to find it out. <laughs> uh, it does seem to be. Um, it, it does seem that um, it's an option for you all prepared to um, go to. I'd love to hear more about this this test of intelligence that Coram put on. <laughs> I went through the other door, kid. Oh, of course you did. <laughs> <laughs> and it worked out great. The tests were bloody brilliant. Michaela said they were too straightforward, but straightforward is excellent. It was I never had any doubt about what I was supposed to be doing the whole time. It was brilliant. Oh, all right, that's the plan then, and we keep it to ourselves. Corwin can sort out whatever he needs to. What's what's Phrasma's holy time? Dawn? Midnight? Uh, I believe it's dusk. 
Sweet. Tomorrow night at dusk, we go to the boneyard. Did I help us? That ought to be the experience of a lifetime. At least the end of one. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Alright. Meantime, we get the armies ready, because whatever happens with that, there's still going to be an army of Tiger Lords coming direct for the kingdom. Yep, yep. Tristan is... Absolutely certain in his conclusion that if a Tiger Lord army turns up on your doorstep and you tell them that you blew Orvin Bane up, they're going to fight you. Yep. But does he have an alternate solution that doesn't involve giving Orvin Bane to them or ruling them as their chief? Yes, let's all talk about our feelings in a civilized fashion. Yeah, okay, I'm, I'm good with that. <laughs> I, I, I feel like that's not going to get over any better with the barbarians. <laughs> yep. He didn't say it was a good plan, he said it was a Tristan plan. Yeah. Alright. And that is Caelan's plan, at which point I believe... Okay, so we shall leave that there then, with an army of Tiger Lord barbarians. Um, as more scout reports come through, it becomes self-evident they're absolutely coming to Elk's Rest. Yeah. All of them act more or less as full of, full of tilt as the army goes. They go right past Fort Drelev. Yeah. Um... You, um, will probably not actually receive these immediately, but you will be start to get a string of urgent, um, ur- urgent diplomatic meetings requested from Brevoy and Dagamark and, um, uh, Fort Trailer and a bunch of other places all around your borders and things. Yeah. But in the meanwhile, to the boneyard, you must go to face each man's final foe. Dun, dun, dun! dun. dun.